tell you why you're to blame, because you, you're fat and you're obsessed with sports ball. That's why. How dare you even ask me that? How are you guys doing? You're still alive, most of you? Probably? It's good. It's good, because we... We have so so much to do. We have so many people to make upset and like just go insane until they give up on life, you know? It's all we're legally allowed to do anymore. Why is Bill to blame? Because he's a goddamn, he's a goddamn psycho. He's an idiot. He bet a whole pile of money that I didn't even know he had stolen on the Super Bowl just to, you know, make people think. Like, he knew he was going to, he paid that much money so other people would follow his bets so they would lose money. And he told me, uh, that, that's the real, that's the real prize. That's what he, that's what he wanted. The collective misery of all those people. That's what he was, that's what he was after. All along, so. Yeah, I do. I wear a tie sometimes. Sometimes I don't. It really depends. It really depends. I like to keep him guessing. I like to keep me guessing. I like to just, if I don't even know what I'm doing at any given time, there's no way anyone can predict what I'm doing because I'm not even in control of myself. I'm possessed by dark forces from beyond this realm. I don't know what's going on. I'm just a passenger. Help. Uh, send the Ghostbusters and do something. I don't know. Uh, that's all I get to say. Ha, what else? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How are you doing? It's the end of this, the weekend, the, the, the sports ball of Bibliothon. Oh, my God. Did they fly jets over it? And did they, like, was there battleships doing cannon ex- nade explode? Like, did the Ninja Turtles show, climb out of the sewers? Or are they, you know, dealing with something else in the sewers? The spectacle of it all is just, it's so over the top and, and preposterous. And... I would be okay with it if it if it was if it, if we were not gorging and and totally overdosing on bullshit that doesn't matter all the time. Uh, if, if that wasn't every damn day as it is, I wouldn't uh, be quite as upset about it. But that is that is what we're doing every day all the time, um, ignoring anything important and driving all of our energy into complete, total, you know, idle worship of nonsense. Oh, look, millionaire boys are kicking a ball around. That's amazing. They've totally uh, hijacked our sense of tribalism and need for you know collective efforts and funneled it into just they just monetized it. And all these suckers are walking, you know, running around watching it. And this is what we do all the all the time. And if we we were mostly serious people, we're not. We're not a serious people country. It's it's that's why we're falling apart because we're a joke. This is what happens to joke people. They get run the hell over and destroyed. Um, if we were a serious people and we were really concerned with and focused, like the majority of our like eighty five percent of our time was spent doing, you know, maybe that's a maybe that's mid much. Maybe seventy seventy five. Let's say seventy five percent of our time was spent doing, you know, um meaningful, thoughtful, forward-thinking, generationally-thinking efforts 
and actually trying to, you know, work and do good and fix things and make things better and just go to town. And the other 20, and it's, and then you got your weekends, your time off. It's silly time now. We're just, you know, having fun, enjoying the fruits of our labor and each other and our life. That would be fine. But it's not. It's 90%, 95, 98%, 99% horse shit. And the 1% of the time that they act like, oh, we're actually going to get, no, that's fake too. Did you know this is a real tweet? (laughs) I stared at this for five minutes. There's so much going on here in this. I mean, this should be going a history book. We're clearly at the end of the empire, guys. The president of the United States is is memeing laser eyes and cryptic. Like I, I assume this is a, a nod to the. It was posted at eleven fifty p.m. I suppose probably my time. Uh, so right after the Super Bowl win, I think, and I think that looks like. One of the team's flags that won. I don't know. Which one is it? One of the red teams. I don't know. And he says, just like we drew it up. Uh, just like we drew it up, man. Oh, come on, man. President of the United States. Joe Biden. It's America. It's a fo- football. We got to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be gonna be fun. It's going to be a good time. Everybody's going to everybody's, everybody's gonna eat cheese and, and not, not pay attention to anything. It it's important. What is he doing? What is, it, who approved this? The office of the president of the United... The president of the United States is supposed to be like, you know, daddy. Like the only adult all the time. Like you don't get the luxury. It's just crazy. They know he's out of his mind. He's pooping in his pants. He's talking nonsense. He's falling off of bicycles. He's talking to people that have been dead for years. And they're like, you know, you know what will really solidify that we have things under control? We're not a joke. Let's make laser eyes, Biden. You know, just fucking go for it. Who cares? We're a laughing stock. Just, just lean into it. Jesus. Why doesn't he just do a camp? Why doesn't he just actually appear on TV show? Like, why not? Why do, why do any, any governing at all? How's the border doing? No time for the border. We've got laser eyes. Zainal, how are you? He says, nice suit, early Don Cherry. I approve wholeheartedly. Thanks, man. That is kind of a Don Cherry. Uh, yeah. Most of mine are fairly... I, like, I mean, this is not one I could wear to... I could not wear this one to court. This is a bit much, you know. I, I'd wear it in, like, to, like, sporting events or, you know, certain things, but... If I wore this in... I mean, I'm an asshole, right? Maybe on the last day. Maybe my last day of court when it's like, all right, what what are the odds? I mean, Canada with a 64% con- uh, conviction rate. Somehow this guy beat 23. He went 23 and 0. Damn. How does that happen? Well, when you're innocent, <laughs> it tends to help. Tends to help because that's that's the, the whole evidence thing. Like you can't you can't invent evidence for things that that didn't happen. You know you can say they happened, and you can convince people they happened. But at the end of the day, uh, in the the room with the adults, you have to prove that it happened, and they're going to be like, "So where's your proof?" And you're like, "I don't know," and that's it, and it goes away. Like it's very st- well, anyway. <laughs> evidence good, uh, slander bad. One wins, one is a waste of everyone's time and creates lots of enemies. But that's fine. So I was I was in court all morning today, a few hours of that, and then 
Oh, a million other things. I got canceled from a cryptocurrency exchange out of the blue for security. I was like, what security would that be? What are you talking about? This is within minutes of trying to like an interaction, like within three minutes. Like, oh, yeah, we've had to terminate your account because uh, security. It's like, what? Why? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, bye. Uh-huh. Cool. So they know who I am. And they're obviously, uh, you know, not cool people. Probably, probably have some weird home. I got some, there was some homosexual, I mean, there, there was, there was, there was a weird tension there that I can only ascribe to as, as perverse in nature. I could sense the darkness of someone who, you know, is on the fringes of acceptable sexual activity, you know, delving into, like there was a drop off. If you could gaze upon the catalog of their sexual activity it would look sort of normal and then drifting off over the horizon into disturbing. Wait, what is that? But you can't really see that far. You don't want to look any further. It was, it was something like that. It was, it, was, it was... But they don't like me, obviously. And I don't like them either because that's... Uh, that's just gay, you know? Oh, well. I was going to uh, make some transactions, but no. I guess they, they're too good for it. They're too good for my money. CanadianBitcoins.com, everybody, is too good. Too good for your business. They'll just cancel your ass and with no explanation at all. And cite some fake security policy that when you press them on it, they go, oh, and just stop talking because it doesn't exist. Right? And uh, this this jackass who probably works for the company just thought he was going to pull a fast one. So I'm going to go over his head and uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get a lawyer to draft something up and send that over there. And, I'm, and we're going to demand. I mean, hey, I'm trying to do business here. You can't just deny someone uh, access to commerce based on flimsy, arbitrary. I just don't like your face. No, 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 <laughs> no. We have laws about those things, actually. So we're going to. And hey, you guys are a Bitcoin exchange and you've been around a long time. I know they got money. They got a lot of money. So I don't know. Uh, human rights violations can be expensive. So it's something to think about. I would, I would wear this. I would wear this one to that. <laughs> and my, with my, you know, evil, ev- especially doubly evil today. You can see those. All right. Let's see what's going on here. Anything? Nobody cares. Nobody's even here. Campy Dread says the left can't meme. No, they, well, they, they don't, you need to be able to have a sense of uh, the truth to, to make good humor. Uh, humor is always grounded in some sort of truth. It's a perversion, distortion, exaggeration, and so on. But the foundation has to be, has to be true. And they don't live in anything resembling what's true. They live in a complete upside down inversion world of nonsense. Black is white, up is down, everything is backwards. Um, so they, they quite technically cannot be funny. They can't. They can't be funny any more than I can, you know, fly. <laughs> right? I don't possess that ability. I don't have gills. I can't breathe underwater. The left can't meme. This is, this is all, all known. She says, also, I wish he would shit himself live in a debate. Who says he hasn't? These guys are in their 80s. Like, this is, this is, so this is something I've been thinking about recently. Because I'm getting very old very fast, if it seems. 
Like, I'm almost 40? What the fuck? When did that happen? I blinked. I was 21 years old, shit-faced out of my mind, sprinting downhill away from the Russian mafia in Cyprus one minute. I blinked. Now I'm here. That was fast. But, uh, you know, things just start to hurt and degrade and fall apart. And, you know, your body starts to get shitty and not work anymore as well as it used. And I can only imagine that nobody, no one really talks about, no one's really, no one warns you. No one starts telling people. So I'm like, I bet like 70s, 80s, people are like, I'm just ready to go. Dude, I can't handle this. I'm just dragging myself everywhere. There's no point in complaining. Nobody cares. They could be shitting themselves every day. I don't know. Nothing worse. Everything's broken. They're 80 years old, man. What do you want? I'm not even halfway there and I'm already, I'm tired now. My bones hurt now. I had to get up to I had to get up to use the bathroom the other night. Middle of the night, I had to go, I gotta go pee. What, since when? Since you're almost 40, that's when. <laughs> I had that thought. I'm like, this doesn't Oh right, I'm old now. Yeah. Fuck. Forgot about that. That's probably something that starts to happen. So I'll look forward to that. Maybe so maybe I'll have a diaper in 30 years. I don't know. I think that he's he's overcome all of those things and still managed to be a terrifying force of darkness. He's just a puppet. It really doesn't matter. But this guy's the president of the United States and he's pooped his pants and there's laser eyes, everybody. So we're doing good. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, you know, America is on track. Everything's going to improve. And let's face it, he's probably going to die. He's very old. He's rickety. <laughs> Not really standing on his own feet. I think he has robot legs. I think I think they've made him into a robot. I think he's got robot legs. Why? Why? Why can't anything? Why can't anything just be, like, under control? Why is everything out of control? Let's just put a baby in charge. Who cares? Aria says, I hope yours and Morgan's weekend was relaxing after a crazy week. Please give my love to gracious Morgan. Let her know we're cheering and love her. I will do that. Wait till you hit 50. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I might just try and get myself assassinated before then. I don't I don't want to be doing I don't want to be doing like body break for a different reason. Like I have to take a break because my body is a, is shit. Like one of my eyes just got stuck in one place and now I have to like poke it with a stick to get it to move again. Like I don't know what's going to happen. 
Your ears just turn off. You're just deaf for 10 minutes. What happened? Uh, they do that now. Teeth fall out. Oh, look. Cool. Where'd your hair go? That fell out too. What's wrong with your skin? I'm melting. <laughs> huh? Where am I? Oh, this is horrible. My God. Just slowly degrade to nothing. <sighs> why? Why does it? Why does it have to be like this? No one knows. Uh, Odyssey, what's going on, guys? Ryan G, how are you, man? Thank you very much. Honk, honk. He says, "Squirrel Fuhrer says when a bee ejaculates, its testicles explode." Poor Jeffrey. Oh my God, do you think Jeffrey wouldn't have done that? Would he? Bees, bees have testicles? What are you talking about? I don't want to know. I don't want to know, but this is king of the... I mean, this is the, the the squirrel fuhrer. So, I mean, he's in the animal world. I don't know. Night Nation Reviews is correct. <laughs> Congrats to Derek for the number one book sales spot on Amazon Canada. Literally true. Hilarious. Number one bestseller. Was it today? Yesterday? When did when was this? Yesterday and today. Derek's book, Meme Comp. You can get it on Amazon. It's a number one bestseller. We should all just fucking write books. I mean, hilarious. That's very funny. That's amazing. Just how mad do you know? You know that's making somebody really angry, <laughs> and that's the best part. That's the best part. And there, I didn't even read it yet. I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared too. I feel like I, I feel like for legal reasons, and I'll I, again, <laughs> I will do this. <laughs> uh, I need I need a good um, I need like a good legal show theme song. Like Law and Order is overused. Is there a better one? It's more like a game show. Whatever. I really want to do this segment and, and never tell him. I'm just going to call my lawyer. Hey, is this illegal? Can we do this? No, don't fucking do that. Are you sure? Can you look? Can you check it out? Can you? What is? Well, what did Rick say? All right, fine. Halfway through the joke, I forgot what it was I was going to ask him if it was illegal or not. It's something to do with meme comp. I don't know. This is, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm just a crazy person. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm completely out of control, dude. <laughs> Sly, what's up, sir? He says, nice to hear you stream again, brother. I assume this is Mr. Lysak. I assume so. Pretty wild. A lot of people were very happy to uh, to to see your release, and they really pulled through. Again, you guys, uh, you you did amazing, um, and I'm sure it does it goes without saying. He's uh, he's he's. I think we're all very grateful for each other. I think, um, yeah, and and that's uh, that's that's probably 
of everything that we've collectively experienced, uh, that that story is is probably the craziest, I think. And there's still two guys in there, you know, and these poor guys, they're it could have been anybody. They would have picked anybody. I think they picked uh, Lysak because he was in a picture with me. And somebody, a drunken woman-beating recidivist, police informant named Brian Trottier, told the RCMP that he was involved in the militia. Oh, that's him in the picture. That's the guy. Fucking go get him. I think that had something to do with it. But they were going to do it to. They were going to do something. They were going to arrest somebody. They needed something to happen, and uh, whoever it was, it was it was like taking casualties on a on the field. Man, it's like the the mortars land where they land. They get who they get. The guys get shot. Who gets shot? That was something I was really obsessed with when I was younger, and especially like first time on deployment and everything. I'm like, you know, don't make any mistakes and you won't get killed. I could not come to, ter- I could not mentally accept that that is not how it works. Like there, you can do everything right and still die immediately. It has, it doesn't matter. Dude gets a bead on you, and you just happen to be in the line of fight. Like there's 50 people to shoot at. He picked you. Good night. Lights out. That's that's the game, and. uh I think a lot of people understood that too. I mean, uh, I don't think we thought it would be as severe <laughs> as it was, but we did witness what happened in, in America with January 6th, which has, is not even remotely comparable to what was going on in Canada. Not even remotely, except for the fact that it was a politic, there were politically uh, motivated demonstrations in which resulted in severe government crackdowns. But it could have been anybody. could have been any four guys, five guys, 10, 20, who knows? But they must have they must have picked the right ones because uh well for the most part. And definitely definitely in Chris's case, nobody nobody cracked. They knew they maintained their evidence and blah their innocence. They knew they were innocent and they refused to be bullied on behalf of everyone because they went again, this wasn't an isolated thing. This was uh, you know, a shot at the greater protest movement that was happening at that time. That was meant to intimidate. And scare people, as were the the banking freezes and every and the other arrests and all of the other stuff. Stuff that's happened. I mean, they said it in court. Lyndon Morgan's case, it's it's been mentioned numerous times by numerous police officers. Yeah, we did it to, you know, get rid of them. Setting examples. Arrest the leadership. You know? Make a statement. So what ha- if those people fold and go down? That's um, you know that sucks. They could have. They could have just said, "All right, fine. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll plead. Gu- just let me out of here. Or, or you know, give me a lesser sentence." They maintain their dignity and they uh, I think one deservedly the eternal support of. Uh, you know, every every kind of like-minded person in this country because they had to suffer that and carry that torture for two years for other people because somebody was going to get hit. Just happened to be them. And they accepted it on behalf of everybody. So, I mean, that's... 
I don't know, guys. I'm I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I told him on the phone. I said, I don't know, and I and I mean it. I don't know if I could have done that in that situation like that. I mean, whew, that's pretty amazing. That's a, that's an incredible sense of resolve and and mental strength and strength of spirit to endure that and uh, and hang on and and uh, see it through. I mean, that's. What what else can you say? It's it's intense. It's uh it's it's very it's very inspiring. And um, again, on behalf of everyone, thank you very much, sir. We're gonna send you a medal. <laughs> I talked to the guys like I'm gonna let's get him a medal. We're gonna make a medal, and I'm gonna give it to him, like a real one, like made of like actual expensive, like I don't know, gold maybe. I don't know. What do we do? I think he's earned one. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Man on the mountain says you're still young. No, I'm not. I meant I'm mentally 70. I think the mind my body's trying to match my my mind tiredness and it's just killing itself. It's like let's just get this over with. We're trying to cut we don't want to waste time, you know? Let's just get it over with. It says wait until one of your arms falls off. That's then you know you're getting old. Arms don't fall off. I've never heard of that. I would see people with missing arms if that was true. I've never seen that. CRJ says body break with aging Jeremy Johnson and Philip McLeod. I used to be able to do 70 something push ups on the internet. Sure, you were, Grandpa. I did. You could go back and look, man. Nobody remembers any of that. No one cares. We only watch four-second TikTok videos now, and it's all pornography, all gay pornography, all the time, Grandpa. It's all anyone does. Any every people are just everywhere all the time. No one's even, no one's doing anything. Shut up, old man. Progress. This is progress. Living in a world of equality. Everyone's equally disgusting. Everyone's got syphilis now. Everyone's got extreme issues now. Everyone's on antidepressants now. Damn. Uh, Hailbilly's wife says, I didn't expect to live this long when I was 15. FTW, I suppose it means fuck the world. Oh God, I'm as old as fuck now. That's intense. It's like being in a lineup. Like when you're born, you're at the back of the line, you know, you're brand new and you can see like way, way up there. And people are like 90 something years old. You're like, oh, that's fucking, but I'm like halfway there and I'm like, fuck, I can kind of, you know, when you're in your twenties, you think you're going to live forever anyway, or it's like, it's so far away. You don't even think about it, but I'm like, I'm already over like double my age. I'm almost 80. So like. I'm already middle-aged. Um, and yeah, the line is getting shorter. So the further down the line you are, it must be, and I don't mean it to be, I'm not trying to scare people, but I'm like, I have, an, I have a respect for that because it must be fucking scary. It must be a huge a weight to live with that kind of, like this is where I am in the game. Um, I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, so um, 
Those people that are just, and my grandfather was one, he, he worked until he died, until he dropped dead. These people that are just going hard right to the end. Good for you. That's that's how I want to go out. On my feet. <laughs> you know? I don't I don't want to just shrivel up and just bleh, just become a plant at like you know, sixty-five and just one of these people just watches TV all day. Like that would be sh- I don't know. And men and women age differently, or not differently, but we have different values. And I've been seeing this. Well, my whole life, everyone knows this. Everyone knows that women hate to get older and they'll do anything to not look older and they'll put shit in their face. <laughs> they'll do anything. Ah, cover me in baby dicks. I don't care whatever makes me young. You know, look at Madonna for God's sake. Uh, but but men are the same. We just don't complain about it as nearly as much. We just gloomily accept it. And it's not that like, there's not, men aren't looking at themselves going, oh no, I'm not handsome anymore. Oh my God, I'm never going to get on another date. They see their, your, your body starts to weaken and you start to, what they, they see is a, they're weakening. Instead of getting stronger on, your, on the come up, you know. And I, I imagine this really starts to set in probably in your 50s. Even if you're like a really in shape, like professional athlete level killing machine. But, but by the time you're getting pushing 50, man, like you're slowing down. And you know that every day is, I mean, you're, all, you're only going down now. Like that sucks. Men kind of perceive their value the way that women perceive their virility is in their youth and their beauty and all this. Um, you know, men have it. It's it's more in in their in their strength and what they can do. And as you get older, the things you can do start to go away. Like I'm already too old. I really I don't know. I I don't think I'm gonna have time and everything's so crazy. It's just yeah. I'll I'll be okay. But I'm coming to the realization is I wanted to. I've I wanted to for years. I wanted to have just one at least or a couple. We'll see. I was never going to be very good because I started late in life. Uh, but boxing, professional boxing, I just wanted to do one or two, just one. And then I was like, I might be able to squeeze one in before the time at forty. But but like that's not something you can just do whenever. Even at like tw- I think I started around like twenty, almost thirty. You know. Like, you're already way too old <laughs> to ever go anywhere. Because by the time you really start to get clicking with your skills, and you're already, you're near 40. You know? And you're going to be fighting guys half your age <laughs> that are twice as good. And you'll get killed. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's things that you start to, you're never going to be able to do that again, or that, or that. And, uh, that sucks. So, you know. Stop hogging all the pity! Men are sad too, you fucking, you mean girls. <laughs> That's why they're all watching sports ball, pretending, maybe, living vicariously through the athletes on the field that at least still go to the gym, at least. They can just pretend I'm with them, I'm on that team, that's me, I'm them. Which is which is really what ha- what happened. That's the, that's the magic trick, that's the psychological voodoo. Because people need a tribe, a team, a people, a, a thing to belong to. That's that's n- normal and impossible to avoid. That's part of who you are. It's part of what people are. It's like pack animals. We, we People are a pack animal, always. The ones that are like, not me, man. I'm a loner forever. Those people are always insane. Do you know that? They're always crazy. Not in a good way. <laughs> not like, you know, people, pe- we need each other to, to be healthy and to function as we're intended to. So that 
part of your identity has to be filled. What are you stealing from me? Do you need it? No. Good. <laughs> Morgan's stealing things off my desk. You need you need this thing to belong to, right? We all know that. And you'll go looking for it. Men have especially because I think this is this is not exclusively in the domain of men, but primarily, and that's why most sports fans are men. You know, some women are, are you know, kind of raw, raw, nationalistic, tribal, like just, just what they're like from, you know, young, young girls. But it's mostly guys. And they have that in there and they'll find somewhere to put it. That's what you've got all these guys obsessed with, like, uh, if it's not sports, it's like Star Trek or Warcraft or something. This is this is their battle. Right, I guess that's the way I want to put it. This is their. This is. Their <laughs> uh, there's other words for it. Uh, th- this is their battle. You could say. You could say it was a struggle, of sorts. You could say it was a, a very. A, a, an area of intense focus. From which the passions of my heart are poured into. Yes, I care for other things. But the mission must always be pursued. <laughs> There's, you know, guys get obsessed with it. There's something that they're, that they do, that they're into, that they're, you know, uh, that's supposed to go to real things, and instead it's been diluted into a, a million other dimensions. And they have, like, it's like their job. Like, these guys playing video games that it's like, oh, this is, man, we gotta beat these guys. We gotta, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you think that because you think this is important. See, this is the, this is the trick. You, you, what you think is actually important is, is not important. And the things that are important you've been convinced to ignore and, and spend no time looking at at all. Uh, that's very consistent uh, with bad guy behavior. <laughs> you know, if you were, if someone was coming to your house to rob you and like, and say like rape your wife and just get, just go to ham, um, would they prefer it if you were not there <laughs> or totally distracted elsewhere doing, you know, nonsense? That'd be preferable, right? You don't want, you don't want the target of your crimes to be aware that you're doing it because they're going to try to stop you from doing it. So distract them with some nonsense and then go to town, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> and there's just too much money in it. And, and in a way, it's we're, we're it's ourselves to blame. That's part. That's the sick kind of karmic. Uh, that's how they justify it. These freaks. Oh, they could have. It was their own choice. It was your choice. They're not wrong. They take advantage and they've monetized uh, they've monetized people's desires for laziness, comfort, like negative things, self-destructive things, uh, temptations that are already there. They sprinkle candy all over it and make it so appetizing that it's almost impossible to stay away from. And they've monetized that because they know it's built into your the DNA, even if it kills you. Like those uh, experiments where the rats or the mice are eating uh, cocaine. And they'll keep eating cocaine instead of food, even though food's available, until they die. 
That's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> like these types of guys, uh, and there's a lot of that's most blue collar guys, uh, the backbone of your society, the average man. Uh, if your people are attacked, he's he's going to be there to be like, Ooh, you know, they're going to show up. They'll be downtown with shovels and two by fours and the odd shotgun and, and what have you. That's. But they've taken all that. Uh, they've taken that and put it into a, a, a primarily professional sports, of which there are so many, and they are all year long, all the time, winter, summer doesn't matter. There's no break. There's no break. And you pick a team. And you stay with that team and you fight the other teams and you struggle with your team against the other teams. And that's 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 what's fascinating to men about it. It's not the sport itself. It's the greater game. Maybe this is what women don't understand. Uh, or some of them. They don't get it. And I can see why. Because they don't think like men do. A lot of them. So they probably don't see the same. It's not just the actual game itself. It's you know the individual players, who's playing where, who's playing up against who, who's weak here, who's strong there. It's like it's engaged the warfare thinking of your brain at a macro level. You're not just, ha puck goes in net now. You're an idiot. You're never going to get anywhere anyway. Uh, or you're never going to be in charge. Like it's a, it's a huge operation and these guys have it's training programs they got to pay attention to. they got draft picks. Who's going to their secession planning. This guy's going to age out soon. we got to replace him with this guy. You're, you're, you're like you know, these guys have their fantasy leagues and everybody's chiming in on what should happen. It's like we're all captaining this big dumb battleship, but it's all it's all nonsense. It's fake, right? This, But this kind of same uh, passion and energy and exchange of tactics and strategy working together as a group to overcome another group, that's the most natural and normal thing that men would ever will ever do. But instead of using that to attack something that makes any sense or is important with the same kind of passion and vigor and organizational, uh, you know, that's what they do with their time. That's what I'm. That's what we've been doing. Because I used to be one of those people. I know exactly what I'm talking about. Because that's what I did for years. I was a. I was upset. I. I watched like 70 games a year. Like I almost. Like, there was a few years. I think I watched every Leafs game. Almost every single one. It got to the point where I was like, I need to take over this team. I think I can turn this around. <laughs> making trades and you know then then there's the salary cap you know we got to we got to worry about the salary cap boys listen we can't we got to be care- we got to be stingy with the money this year if we spend this much on the goalie i mean that's a big that's a huge hole we got no power play now how are we going to beat the russians if we i mean the atlanta threat i mean what do, what is this what are we doing <laughs> you know it's the same kind of thinking these kinds of games and plans are going on in like the military if we don't get those F-18s, I don't know how the hell we're going to control, you know. It's the same uh, basic brain function, but it's just t- a totally different. Uh, I mean, you can choose what you want to do. It was your choice. Well, you chose to spend it on on children's games, which seems like a waste, right? Because that's a lot of guys that um, imagine if you were able to if we were even able to carve five five fucking percent of the professional sports fans and roll roll them into this, we're taking over, boys. That's who that should be the number one target, guys. Sports ball bros. That's why I attack them so much. Cause those are our guys. They're they're literally in the pods. The Matrix has them confused. They think the outside glass like we're just they see a bunch of crazy maniacs. Like goblin creatures 
Like, get out, you idiot! We're trying to save you! Oh my god, look at these freaks! They're killing you. They're killing you! Imagine all these guys. Imagine that force multiplier, however many people that is, and instead of spending 14 hours a week on sports ball nonsense, they spend it on community organizing. <laughs> you know? That would be huge. So therein lies, that's, that's, uh, that's why the tug of war, that's why they spend so much on these insane, stupid events to keep people distracted because it's critical that they do. If there's no distractions, through all through COVID, did the sports ball stop? No, it didn't, did it? They found a way to keep it going, didn't they? Didn't make any sense, did it? How, but they're still flying through airports and getting on buses and doing all, I mean, they're just empty stadiums, but I mean, that doesn't, what? Anyway, the show had to go on, didn't it? Pleb, the, the peasants were starting to get, you know, ornery. I don't know, Philip, they are getting restless out there. They're starting to rub their eyes and look around. One of them's even moving about. Put it back on. Put the fat, disgusting garbage back on the television. There they go, back to sleep. That's good, good boy. That was a close one, Philip. One of them almost started to exercise. <laughs> We don't want that. We don't want that. Uh, a new channel, man. Salute. Thank you very much. Lone Wolf says when Diagon takes over the radio, it will ads like Ralph's homo hating half ton motors from McLean and McLean be on a regular loop. Is that real? Uh, Net and Yuhu says Javier Mila. Is it Mylai or Mylai? I'm not sure how to say his name. Uh, is Benjamin Mylaikowski's relative? Who I mean, who knows? There can be only one true <laughs> Netanyahu. And he's Kanye's sex slave. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. I don't care about stuff like that. Like, oh, they're secretly related. Like, they're all clearly on the same team. Who cares? That's like in the, in the middle of a huge battle. Hey, I think those two Soviet snipers are related to each other. So kill both of them. Who cares? <laughs> hey. Hey, I think Stalin's related to... So? Slice the dice. We got to get these guys. They're awful. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I guess, I'm just I'm just more cyn- cynical. I've just been doing this too long. And it's not... It's just minor to note... Not even barely noteworthy news to me at this point. But I suppose if you're kind of new... Uh, this would be shocking or surprising or like, what are the odds? And I'm telling you, you're just, if you're at that stage where you find that to be really like, wow, I can't, is that possibly true? That's crazy. You have a long way to go and it gets so much worse. There's so, there are so many, there are horrible things out there that I don't even want to talk about me. Like I've, I've seen it. I've been on the dark web. I've looked into the face of hell. It's it exists. You ever see a website where you can buy people? I have. And that was like 10 years ago, so <laughs> the true face of people is scary. 
Okay. When you're, and this is why anarchists are, are dumb and libertarians are dumb. I guess they're idealists. I guess what I, what I would say by dumb is you guys are too nice. Anarchists and libertarians, you're too nice. Uh, you, th- there are things out there that you, you are, it, it, they will, <laughs> they will do unspeakable things will happen to you if you come into contact with these people because they're, you're going to have no defense whatsoever. Like, malice that you can't even conceive of. Well, I mean, I have one example. And it's, I've again, this isn't even that bad. I mean, it's very bad, but it's not... It's not even top 10. What the hell was it? Did they take the tweet down? I think they did. What the hell? Yeah, they sure did. What the hell, dude? What's going on here? I definitely tweeted this. But it, it's got oh it, oh see there it is, okay never mind I didn't see the picture. The post violated the rules. You know what the post was? On the left, it was people watching the Super Bowl, and on the right, it was a a dead girl with half of her body blown apart, hanging on a like a a wall in a rubble pile with a bunch of men. Like, how do we get her down? Like, blown apart infants screaming in rubble. It, like... You know that happened at, like, on the Super Bowl, right? They waited for you to be really distracted and knowing that everyone was watching the Super Bowl, these Jewish terrorist psychopaths massacred a refugee camp in broad fucking daylight what are you gonna do about it you were watching the super bowl this is what you were doing while the forces of evil are just roaming the earth massacring defenseless children that's real life here they are. Shoot. Oh, you want to see a child be shot at? His mother's already dead, and the guys don't want to go out and get him because they leave cover, they're going to get shot because the Israelis are just shooting everyone. They're just shooting everybody. It's not a joke. They'll sh- they're killing everyone they can get away with killing, including women and children in the streets. Imagine the desperation these people... Oh, were you watching the Super Bowl? Oh, how was the Super Bowl? Big man? Huh? You're a man, aren't you? You're a man that likes sports ball. You see that guy out there with the board trying to save this kid? He's a thousand times more of a man than you'll ever be. Look at this hero. You were you were cheering 
You were cheering millionaires kicking a ball, and that's what this fucking badass did today. That's what this guy did today. Rescued a child from Israeli snipers under gunfire. Oh, but did you... Oh, but did the red team win? Oh, they did? Oh, jeez. Could barely contain my erection, guys. Hey, look. Oh, oh, what is this? Oh, that's a refugee camp. You see where there used to be tents and now we're just giant bomb holes? Yeah, that's where the women and children were hiding. The ones that escaped the slaughtering and made it to the uh, refugee camp near the Egyptian border. I think it's called Rafah. Yeah, the Israelis were like, oh, nice try, women and children, and just blew it up. But hey, did the red team win? Did the red team win, guys? Did Taylor Swift's boyfriend win, you guys? Are you you're a you're a manly man. You're a serious man, aren't you? Right, your contribution to history was you cheered for the red team. And you were happy when Taylor Swift's boyfriend won the big shiny trophy. That was what you did. I'm not saying that to I mean it sounds like I am being insulting on purpose, but the point the point is I'm trying to save you from yourself. Do you really want to? Because you might figure this out on your own when you're 50, 60, 70 and realize I just fucked around my entire life. Night, night. Like that's, that's not a, that's a terrible way to go. You want to live with that kind of regret? This kind of shit is happening right now in your lifetime and you're content to just eat cheese and watch children kick balls around. Come on, man. Really? Really? Honestly. I don't understand that. Like, there's there's people that need your help. And you're like, nah, cheese. The, the, and, the, and they're willing to do any... The, the suffering they're willing to put themselves through. People are... Imagine the sports ball bros making the sacrifices for like uh, the the populist nationalist effort as they did their sports ball time. Listen to some of these numbers getting bounced around because people wanted to go see the red team win. The red team is going to win. The red team. The red team. Who did you spend on your What's the cost of living in America right now? How many people are homeless? What's the food bank situation? Oh, it's all very bad, right? But you've got $13,000 for a Super Bowl ticket to 8000 10000 Sure you do. This is American, by the way, so... That's 20 G's, Canadian almost. <laughs> are you serious? Are you, are you fucking serious? Like, do you understand that? Would, that's the same as if uh, me and Morgan just go to Vegas for five days and spend 20 grand. You'd, you would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wouldn't and that's the right answer. <laughs> Did you guys just blow fucking twenty G's just to be retarded for a couple days? Yeah. 
What is what is wrong with you? That's a lot of money for people that don't have that kind of money. Like, they're not like, yeah, I do this all the time. I'm a fucking billionaire. I don't care. I own the team. They're like, I saved up forever. My, it's a lifelong dream. My dad, you know, did this for my birthday. Probably cashed out his retirement money and spent 50000 fucking dollars to take his son to the Super Bowl, you know? What are you talking about? 8000 8000 Oh, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. What should you spend on your Super Bowl tickets? 13000 bucks. 9000 tickets. It's a lifelong like, dream of mine to be here. I'm a little emotional. My dad uh, did this for my birthday. 8500 to feed. How's 8000 Was it worth it? Are you excited to be here? Oh, my God, yeah. I didn't have to. I know a guy that knows a guy. Oh. Yeah, you tell yourself that. I went to one Toronto Maple Leafs game when I was still in sports ball bro mode. When I was still in the pod. I was doing this. I couldn't wake up. I couldn't get out. I was trying, but I, I didn't. I wasn't out yet. I was just tremoring. Billings, Billings don't fall down like that. Billings don't fall down like that. Harvey Oswald is fucking nobody. Sh- nobody shoots straight down. Nobody shoots straight down. <laughs> eventually, eventually, though, something. How many? How many? They took off three million. Come again? That's that's a whole city. I've got questions. Oh, whoops. Cross the, whoops! Never mind. We overcounted by three million fucking people. Hmm. It's a big mistake to make. I thought. I thought because I'm like when, when you're in school and when you do your math exams and, and stuff. I don't know. I only made it through high school. I couldn't take it anymore. You guys that go and get higher educations, I don't. I just I'm not made for that. I'm not built that way. I can't sit. I can't listen to it. There was already too many idiots for me and, and like the high I couldn't do I couldn't do a bigger you know more more nonsense. I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I don't know how you guys did it. We wanted to make more money. I I just it wasn't worth it. I was like I'll go crazy. I'll go insane. I thought I maybe I thought if like the you know if the army's nothing, it's honest. It has to be. You can't pretend. You can't pretend you've got balls when you don't. Like, because it's going to be like, okay, jump out of the plane time. And they're going to be like, like, it's over for you. You know? Okay, time to go where the shooting is. You know, there's no, there's no paper tigers in there. Like they get found out real fast and they, they go away. They go away. So there's there's a there was a romanticism about that kind of existence and and uh brotherhood I guess that it was just so real and intense and you know it's like a life and death profession and I saw this is worth mentioning I'm glad I remembered this um I don't have it saved though you guys may remember Mr. Alexander the guy with the gun that shoots really far really really good like better than anybody ever at least for a while, or does he still have the record? I don't know. 
put out kind of a, a banger of a video that, um, you know, I, he's, I absolutely agree with him. And he was saying how, you know, he said, this isn't for everyone. <laughs> Meaning, it, he's speaking specifically to veterans and like combat veterans, right? Like, and this is something I've, I've been thinking a lot about over the last couple of years. Because I've had to, like, not just be in the world, but, like, I'm going to court everywhere. There's people trying to interview. Like, it's my life is crazy now. And I'm trying to navigate it as, like, this maniac. <laughs> right? Ah! I'm like a wild animal, like, with a suit on. Like, like I, it's very, it's not easy. Uh, and what I mean by that is, he says, uh, listen, your job is to kill people. Like, a lot not even like in the night ninja assassinate one person. It's like, okay, we're going to give you this gun and you're just going to shoot everyone until the gun melts or they're all dead. Okay, good? Like that's your job, right? Or it's, you're, you know, blowing people away with tanks and guns and drop it. Like it's, you got hand-to-hand combat skills and knife crap and, you know, it's nuts. Pistol transitions. And they're like, oh, here's how you stitch people back together. And here's how you stop different arterial bleed. Here, here's a needle. You might have to stick this in your buddy's chest. Maybe your own chest. I don't know. Make sure you get between the right ribs. You got to decompress the fucking air cavity in your chest so it doesn't crush your lungs and you die. Uh, here's how you jam this tube up your nose so if your throat's crushed and you can't breathe and your nose is destroyed, you'll be able to fucking get air in. Like, this is what we're doing at work. What were you doing at work? Uh, and then you have to go do this job. And then you come back, and then you do more practice, and then some guys are just going and doing the. So you're doing this for, I, I was near 15 years. And, you know, it's like you can't go out and expect to fit in. Like, you're not going to fit in with them. They're, you're not, they're, they're not, I mean, come on, what do you, why, why would you think that was ha- what would happen? What are you going to have in common with most of these people? Very little. What are they going to have in common with you? Very little. There's no possible way to, you know, <laughs> really, it's, uh, you're coming from two totally different worlds and, uh, it's difficult to try and fit in like that. So it's like, just accept it. Be like, this is who you are, dude. This is what shaped, uh, your personality. This is how you express yourself. And, uh, you know, that's okay. It's not for everybody. Not everybody likes it. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I think the guys are too hard on themselves. And I and I know that because I I do that all the time, and I'm sure every I'm sure everybody else does. Like you you don't you let yourself uh, or not you let yourself off the hook a little bit, you know, because you're you're like alone now behind enemy line. All the boys are gone. You're just on your own, right, in the world, and everybody's like this soft pussy. <laughs> everybody's really scared and anxiety ah, all the time, and everybody's worried about all these things. And you're just, it's like walking on eggshells, going anywhere to do anything. And then you, you just like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's why. I, why? Why am I like this? All right. All the mental torture, <laughs> all the physical beatings and, uh, you know, that, that uh, decade or two decades or how many tours these guys do. Like, you can't just unplug that and, oh, yeah, just go be normal now. Like, what? What are you talking about? You come to me, motherfucker. You know how much growth that takes out of people? I wouldn't, I'm not going to, I'm not, no, I'm not going to trade that life experience. You have any idea what kind of leveling up you get from those experiences? Like how potentially if you, you know, 
take advantage of it, I guess, or or treat it the right way. How much wisdom there is to be gained in that experience. Like you you can't buy that. <laughs> you want to come back here and take shit from somebody that works in a library? Sir, put your mask on. Shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me? You have to wear a mask, sir. Oh, you do. Oh, jeez. You're 300 pounds, Becky. You don't know any. You've never been healthy. You were born eating a cookie. <laughs> oh, man. I like to do this sometimes, not not at anyone else's expense, but again, like that's my that's where I came from. That's that's my uh, that's my origin story. Was I was a, I was a f- <laughs> an infantry maniac, right? That was that's where I lived. That's where I grew up. That's where I that's where I was made. I joined them when I was seventeen. I was a child, and they throw you into this wolf's den of crazy professional killers. <laughs> Hey, so you need to lower your voice. Shut up, you know. <laughs> you people are all very annoying. <laughs> oh, man. It's like that. Uh, it's such a cliche, too, right? They just don't get it, man. You weren't there, man. You don't get it, man. Like, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) How could you? How could you go through something like that versus somebody who's like, snowstorms give them anxiety, you know? And then to be judged by people like that? These cops that like, I got PTSD because a cone got run over. (laughs) Sure, sure. Oh, there's a two-way resentment for sure. We're just quiet about ours. I mean, I'm not, but, uh, you know, the rest of the guys are just. Don't think they don't notice. Sucks for a lot of them too, especially if they don't have a lot of social networks or, you know, it's like, dude, it's a lonely place to be. It's like last of the Mohicans. That's why I think the divorces and stuff are so common. You can't just (laughs) radically evolve and alter a person's, you know, core over and over you know what i mean and then it's like when you got married that was a basically a different person you know now it's a totally different guy you know or for better or worse <laughs> you know? assuming they come out of it on the right end of things it's it, it really uh can really alter people in a, in a lot of ways they don't they don't anticipate I, I i can sure tell you about that And then your own people turn on you too. 
when you start voicing concerns about what's being done. Now you're the, now we're the enemy. Now we're the bad guys. I saw that coming years ago. That's why I said it. They're going to come for all of us eventually. Deep down, and that's that's what it really is. What the big difference is between kind of the modern generations and maybe some older ones and why no one can really seem to get a grip on what's eating so many guys. A lot of different drugs and therapies and things and just seems to, there's just, it is just a monster of a thing to seem to get a hold of, you know? I think deep, deep down, and some of us maybe either figured it out and accepted it, others just instinctively know somewhere in there that you got stabbed in the back, you got betrayed, you got used and abused. And uh, that's that that's serious. That's that's a real betrayal. That's not like. <laughs> what do I compare this to? Anybody that's ever had, like, say, their wife cheat on them, or you know, some like a serious, like a, a kind of betrayal that's going to upend your life. Like your whole life's going to be different now. It's that. It, it's way worse than that, even. These guys in these in these units, I mean, they they take it so seriously, and, and it's such a, it's like almost religious in a lot of ways. Sometimes, <laughs> like they come to almost tears over some of these awards and some of the just just because of the you know, kind of the sacred holiness of the brotherhood. That's how much it means to them. They get they get like tattoos all over their butt. You know, like they're really proud of this. This is a really big part of who they are. Like I was in there. I get it. I you know. <laughs> And then to have this nagging feeling or shocking realization that actually that's one of the most heartbreaking things in the world. Come back from that and then come talk to me about how you're fucking traumatized, about how scared and hurt you are. Oh, were the, were the, was the honking loud? Was it really? You know, the government's basically murdering us, right? Oh, well, we'll just stick to things that don't matter. We'll watch sports ball and, uh, you know. Taylor Swift's boyfriend, red team, you know, important stuff. Don't they feel guilty? I would feel guilty. I, I don't even like to, like... I can't even remember the last time I... It's been months now. I don't even, like, play video games anymore or anything. I, I literally feel guilty if I would. I'd be like, I should be doing something more important. I can't even relax anymore. <laughs> That's not true. We, uh... Me and Morgan always have our relaxing time. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel... I would feel guilty. I feel like a piece of shit. If I just took like a month and just did nothing, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to take a vacation for a month. I'd feel guilty as fuck after like a, like I felt like sh- shitty because I couldn't do this because I'm in court all day. Never mind, uh, you know, I don't know. 
I'm a, I'm a, but I'm a fanatic now. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a extremist. I'm an IMVE. Remember? I'm the, I'm the whatever. I'm the boogeyman. Chair's squeaking. I'm gonna get sabotaged. This chair is gonna be blown up. I'm an IMVE. That's what they said. <laughs> they didn't really, they didn't really give you a choice. I mean, you did. You did try to put me in prison like forever and bankrupt me and threaten my family and doxed everybody and I mean so it's it's on obviously. What do you what do you think? Oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to go get a job on a fishing boat now. <laughs> uh Squirrel Fear says a woman's market value goes down from 30. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. It depends on what you're looking for. Um he says no eggs in the basket. Well, if you're yeah, if you're you're wanting to have a family, I mean it's a it's a factor. Uh, but a man's market value goes up usually because they have a job and more money. It goes up to a point, and then it starts to. But yeah, that's another. That's it's almost like reverse, right? Where a woman can have like nothing to offer. She's just really hot. Like, how are you with a billionaire? And it's like, that's literally the only reason. Like, obviously, he doesn't care. He's like Sumner Rothschild or whichever, Redstone or whichever one of these freaks. But in the inverse, there's, there's these discrepant, disgusting old, like, bleh. like what do you have to offer? Oh, just money. Right. So it's like, it's actually some of the most honest relationships on earth. It's like, why? He has money and I want it. And he's like, yeah, she's a slutty whore. That's what I want. Everybody, what? What do you want? I'm like, oh. I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, if that's. I mean, they're consenting adults. <laughs> so I guess if you want to keep getting laid well into your nineties, you just have to be just be a billionaire. That's that seems. I don't know if these pyramids are equal. Actually, now I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Morgan, please don't leave me if I don't become a billionaire. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan G says, you could probably write a book about these struggles and fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> and then I could finally enjoy eternal rest. Okay, please, thanks. I have to get rejected from art school, too. I have to apply to the Toronto School of Performing Arts and get a rejection letter. Then I'll have the final stone. <laughs> I watched those with my kids. I was like, that was actually not bad, you know. I would have been right into them when I was like 17. You know, that that's the appropriate way to approach these kinds of things. Like, hey, I really like the Marvel movies. Yeah, they're not bad, decent movies. But they're not... Like, you're not dressing in costumes, are you? Like, you're not showing up seven hours before it opens. Like, you don't have a wall full of Funko Pop bobblehead Marvel characters in your house, do you? You know, because there's a level to this. I'll watch a science fit like I'll watch a Star Trek movie as fast as the next guy, but I'm not like I'm not gonna blog about it, okay? It's not gonna be <laughs> You basically go, oh man, yeah, this would have been you kinda get to feel like a kid again for a couple hours. You suspend belief and you're like, Yeah, I remember when I was seventeen and this was awesome, and you're like, ha ha ha. Well that was fun. Anyway, back to the garbage. <laughs> That's called being an adult. Grow up! Stop! Stop cutting Funko Pops! Stop jerking off to the Marvel women! Whatever, I don't even know who their names. Don't act like you're not. 
I was once one of you. No, I was never that bad. But I could have. If I never joined the army, dude, I don't know. I could have went the other way. I could have been this. I could have been a Reddit neckbeard guy. I could. <laughs> my, my instincts were good. Like, no, no, you need to go to the military. <laughs> I was soft and I knew it. I didn't like it. Like, I don't want to be this. I want to be like, not like this. <laughs> um, let's see. Bad Grandpa says Philip promised a great victory. He did. He delivered. He always. He always delivers. Everyone that crosses him comes out in the wrong end of it, dude. Have you noticed? Do you think I was joking about the curse of Philip? Do you think Thomas is fake? It's not fake. It's all real. The psychic powers, the Sean Strickland fighting vampires, all of it. It's all real. That's what they don't want you to know. Short and Long says, I am 52. Thanks for the fucking upbeat. Fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm not that far behind you. I remember when 52 seemed really old, and now I'm like, that's not, uh, you know, because <laughs> it's only like a, t- a decade and a change away for me. I'm like, oof, that's uncomfortably close. Whew. It's getting, is it get, does it get faster as you get closer to the end of the ride? Like, is it does it speed up? It feels like it's speeding up. I think I like this, right? I think it's a good habit. I, I, you know, I think it's good to be uncomfortable and push yourself to do things that are uncomfortable. Like I, I don't. We're gonna do this tour. I already rented the thing. Like it's on, but it's also like I have no idea what I'm doing. None, no idea. I'm just like fucking. Let's go. Like. You, you don't want to be somewhere someday and go, I wish I did, but I was just too, you know, Wah. That's scary. Like, that scares me. I like, I don't want to, that would be horrible. Like I said, like, I'm too old to do this now and too, like, watching it just go by is like the saddest thing. It's like when you're doing tests in high school or you're doing these PT tests in the army or whatever. You just, if you actually did the best you could and you got what you got, you were like, you accepted it. You're like, yeah, that's, that was, that was, I, I mean, that was all I had. I mean, that's, I did, I tried. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. You know, I tried a little bit. You can uh, live with yourself a little bit, maybe. Maybe that's why all these wine moms all these 50 something lefty wine moms on Twitter are just like internet heroes now. This is how they're making up for it. I'm fighting. <laughs> I'm bashing the fish. I'm. Uh, we're going to cancel your comedy show. <laughs> I'm going to call the library and I'm going to cancel it. I'm going to say, how dare you? How dare you? And I'm going to bring my daughter, and she's 500 pounds, and she shaved half of her head, and the other half is pink, and the other half has a pentagram tattoo right on it under a giant dick. A giant dick is tattooed on her neck. It looks like it's gone into her mouth. She's a beautiful soul. How dare you? No, I'm not a man. How dare you? My name's Jessica. How dare you? 
It is ma'am. <laughs> How are there people like this? <laughs> How has it come to this? Ashin, that's not that guys. That's not that far off. How did it come to this? I have this thought every day. Every day. Every day. I was just, so I had to get the internet hooked up and and all that stuff, right? I don't want to even get into how many adventures I had in the mall. I, I, okay. I don't even know which of these to get into first. But like, there was a there was a guy driving the wrong way in the into the mall. Like he's driving wrong, and I, there's only one road. But this is the in road, and that's the out road, and he's driving out the in road, and I'm driving in the in road, and we're just like, you know. And I'm looking at, and I have to like, fucking idiot. And I'm just like, back out, back out. And he's fucking going by me. And then he stops. He doesn't know where he is. He's looking around. I'm looking at, oh, look, it's a guy with a huge turban on his head. How did it come to this? Eventually make it into the mall. And then I had a gander at the food court. Everyone was obese. Every, every single person was dangerously unhealthy. And some of them were like in yoga pants. And I mean, 300, this woman, she, like you, you look like a cartoon. I don't know how you're moving or doing anything. Like just strange bulges and huge, like what, what is, what, what are you? And, and oh, look, there's only, there's not one. It's not like, oh, the circus is here and Becky the balloon has shown up. No, no, no. This is like, there's multiple ones just looking around like, how did. It's everywhere. Everywhere you go. (laughs) I was walking out. Two security guys are arguing with each other in a foreign language. And, well, yes, they're wearing turbans. You're yelling at each other in Punjabi. They both have security shirts on. I just walk by them with a bag of stuff. Like, I could have any. They're not paying any attention. I'm just everywhere you go. I'm just going to play it a thousand times until you get it. It's bad, but it's bad. What can you know? What, what can any of us do? No one knows what to do. Yeah. The sauces, they were all dipping their, their chicken nuggets. It was just like the movies. I was looking around, looking around. And then there's just close up shots of just nuggets going into teeth and French fries and poutine and gravy. Everywhere I looked, everywhere I looked, it was like that. It was horrifying. How did we go from body break to just open, like, just, hey, hey, I'm going to be a circus freak when I grow up. Some of these people would have been the main attraction at a circus like 80 years ago. That's not, that's one person ago. That's your grandmother ago. That's not very long. 
So between now and your grandmother, these people would people would have stopped in their tracks and went, holy shit, and told everyone that they knew about it. Everyone in town. They would pay money to get a look at you. <laughs> now it's just... That's fat phobic. Fat phobic. What was that movie? That was one of the first videos I did, I think. Way back. 26, 17, 18, I don't know. It was Fat Phobia. There was some movie. Do you remember? What was it called? And there were these fucking huge obese women like, it's not unhealthy. It's actually good for you. It's beautiful and it's life affirming and it just teaches young girls. I'm just like, no, 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 this is illegal. You can't make this. You can't let people watch this. If anyone takes this seriously, I'll kill myself. They're all, t- and they did. And tons of people were just like, oh, okay. Oh, oh, the, mar- the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man says I can just eat whatever I want and it's healthy. Good, cool, okay. And they do and they die. That's part of the escape uh, escape the pod stage. You have to realize like almost everything's trying to kill you now. <laughs> People are like, is it just why is there poison in everything? Why is everything bad for it's just corrupt. Everything's everything's very corrupt. Everything is taking the side of money and instant gratification and luxury over sense. Just like the rat or the mouse that eats the cocaine until it dies, even overriding its own survival instincts, it knows it needs to eat. It needs to eat to live, but it just couldn't stop. Just couldn't stop. And then it died. So how much discipline do you have, really, is what it is going to come down to. Because the people that can't, if they can't pull away, they're just going to, look what it's doing to people. I saw a video that, uh, fairy grab the other day and it was all these uh leftist accounts complaining about like an active club or something and they're like we need to get it we need to train oh my god and they're just like i can't i'm in a wheelchair and this other one's like i hope somebody can fight for me because my bones are made of brittle material like i'm on so many medications i would fucking die immediately it was just it was like a it was like a hospital i it looked like i was reading a hospital chart it's so bad. <laughs> They're so useless. This whole thing, this whole thing is is a is a house of cards, isn't it? I think it's a lot more fragile than people think. I think they're thin. I think they're thin down the middle, guys. After that first line center, mm-mm, mm-mm. they don't even got anybody over the tight. They're not even five ten. Once you get Crosby out of the way, you can neutralize that team. <laughs> they're not as strong as they. They're not as strong as people think. The people that actually support. The government is like the worst, the weakest, the dumbest. Everyone's just everyone's just putting up with it. 
even the even like the upper middle class people are st- the they're starting to feel it now. Some of the like the better off people I know are starting to get like getting a little antsy about <laughs> how things are going because it it always hurts the people at the bottom first the worst when the cost of living goes up and all these all these things. Uh, people further up the chain, you know, they can eat it without as much anywhere near as much difficulty to a point for a while, but then it starts to even bother them. How many of them need to get involved before it really tips over, right? Because that's where a lot of the influence and money is and, you know, professional class people. Like when they, when they, if they start to get wobbly, ooh. and that's, I think that's the stage we're in in the United States. There's a lot of dissenting uh, efforts happening, like in courthouses at very high levels, um, governors and stuff, like tensions seem high. <laughs> United States things seem a little it's like you can hear a pin drop almost Lone Wolf says my dad says if you get over the hill you start picking up speed interesting yeah always keep moving and, and doing things stay active I always I've always heard that won't age as fast uh, he says, I, uh, I bet the next witch-burning session will smell like French fries and look like packets. Multicolored magic flame was dropped in. What? Witch? Bur- Whoa. Packets? <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on there. Larry the Loon says, you're noticing and common sense won't knock me off my cloud tonight. I bowled seven strikes in a row and finished with a 326. Fuck those f- faggot pins. Larry the Loon, seven strikes in a row. He's out bowling. Tropical Rocket says, I'm a naive libertarian, and your point is well taken. It's always a battle between power and human progress. If it's only power, it's the Congo. It's always, you know, you have to have that framework in place to keep order, or, you know, the worst people will take advantage. And they're very when when there's no rules, they will do anything. They're just the worst. E- they're evil. It's uh, evil people exist, and it's just a total. I think that's what it really is: is when people will do anything to justify their behavior. I don't think too many people are like relish in being evil. They're not like ha ha ha. Ooh, they they they're right in their own mind. No matter how much mental gymnastic. It's all, there's always a reason. They're always like, it had to be like this and you just don't get it. You just don't understand is, is, you know, best case scenario. If you knew what I knew, you'd do exactly the same thing. You know what I mean? Uh, They just, you, you lose all sense of humility. Maybe that's where the kind of the word comes from humility. Maybe that means to be human. Because if you don't have any humility, you must have forgotten that you're human and that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to get things wrong. And uh, those checks and balances need to be in place to kind of keep you in reality and keep you, you know, centered. And if you're a type of person that just can always find a way to justify what you're doing, no matter what it is, uh, you're you're going down a... <laughs> you're going to find yourself in a dark place. And people are just looking at you like, you're fucked. Like, there's people justifying genocide now, openly on Twitter. And like, ah, you don't understand. Like, it's because it's fucking Hamas. And, and you're like, 
That's evil, okay? It, it's not really a sense of malice. It's more of the weakness of your own soul to that you, you allowed yourself to be taken down this nice and easy path where uh, you never have to face any consequence. You don't, have to, you don't have to answer for anything. No one's, you know, you're always right. Everything's always, you know, like a narcissist. That's how you got there. And that's what you get. 2021 TLC says, I'm 57. Phys- physical labor for 30 years. Horse wrecks. Eesh. He says, etc. Uh, I'm trying not to be creaky. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it sucks. Like I always wondered when it was when I was gonna when I was gonna feel it. Like when was, it's around 37. Who else? Who else? Who else is 37 or older and can be like, yep. That was when it started to like, uh oh, slowing down. It's starting. Been running a bit lately, and I'm just like, man, this is harder than it used to be. <sighs> you gotta, and that's even crazier. You have to try harder the older you get. You have to, act, you have to be more disciplined and work harder to offset the degradation of staying ahead of it. I remember I learned this concept when I was like seven. I'm I'm playing Sega Genesis. This is 1990s, like 94, 90, I don't know. I'm like, how old would I have been in 94? I would have been like eight. That, is that right? I don't know. But I was playing Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Boxing. On Sega Genesis, which was probably one of the greatest games ever fucking made. It made it, it. It was so good at that time. It's it like it was really good. Anyway, you would have this career mode where you could make your boxer guy, and you'd you know fight your way up from the bottom, and eventually, you know, obviously, the champion is Evander Hull. If you beat him, then well, now you're the champ, and then you keep playing, but. As you get older, the training bonuses from the different, you know, activities you choose to train your fighter with to make him faster, stronger, whatever, it starts to get harder and they, they, the bonuses get smaller and smaller and the fatigue levels start to creep up and, and you, you physically start to become like your guy, no matter what you do, is only getting weaker now as he gets older. And I'm like eight years old going, oh, that makes sense. That's how it works. It's just like, oh yeah, that's something we all gotta contend with. System is shitty. I don't like this. I bet the people that had these pyramids all over the world that had this had this all sorted out. They seemed like they knew things. Not like uh not like this. I don't know what this is. This is bullshit. Multicolored packets and yeah, that guy was I don't know what's going on over there. Am I all caught up? Am I all caught up? Um, not yet. Not yet. Hellbilly says, I don't think retirement will ever be a thing in our time. I don't think so either. She's going to be a grind to the grave. I think 38 was bad. The warranty expired at 40 and everything falls apart. Wait for the sneeze that throws the back out. Oh, I've come close to that. The joints that remind you of stepping on a bag of crackers every morning. Oh, I'm starting to get arthritis in my hand too. Like, fuck no! It's like that episode of Friends. 
I used to watch that. That was when I was like in like high school or when would that have been? Junior high school. My whole family watched it. That, like, remember that? Even that was more wholesome and normal. Like, what kind of psycho world are we living in now? Because these TV shows would only be on once a week, one day for half an hour or an hour if it was a really like like The Sopranos, and that was it. It was a whole event. Everybody'd go get their snacks, and you'd fucking you know. Now it's like I watched seventeen hours of Breaking Bad today. Like, oh, take a shower. Like none of us, none of us are doing good. None of us are healthy anymore. We are fucking in bad shape. Obviously, everybody's on drugs and like nobody's living even remotely normally. We all watched it happen. We all knew it was happening. Nobody really said anything because we were just having too much fun, weren't we? Oh, it was just too much fun with all the news. Everybody just lives on the internet now, trapped in in fucking cell phones. It's it's com- it's completely different, dude. The world is gone. Like it's all gone. Our entire world that we grew up with has been d- murdered and replaced with whatever this is. And everyone's so miserable. Kids are all pissed off and more depressed and kill themselves than ever. And they're like, yeah. no, it didn't used to be like this. No, you guys are right. All those kids that are like 20 and under, 25 and under, like, no, you're right. This is this is not normal at all. This was not even remotely fucking, it was not like this. Not even 10 years ago. You guys are in a completely different world than I grew up in. I saw a video earlier. It was like Woodstock 99. It was like Limp Bizkit. And like, you look at the crowd and you're like, Jesus. Like, remember that? Where, where'd everybody go? Oh, right. We're getting wiped out. Neat. Oh, did but did the red team win? Did Taylor Swift's boyfriend win? How <laughs> okay. did it come to this? Yeah, I know. It's it's that's it. That's enough. They've had enough, Phil. They don't need it anymore. I just do it for he likes it. It makes him happy. It's just the, depre- the depressing age, de- dying, aging stream. Everyone's getting, hey, guess what? You've aged several hours. You'll never be as young as you were when this podcast started. You're already older than that. <laughs> and so am I. <sighs> Brooker T says, sorry I'm late. I've been doing Phil's bidding tonight. What does that mean? Don't do... Dude, we like him. Don't do that to him. What are you doing? Don't... You don't have to do... Just do what he says because he's... Just don't... Like, like at least tell me first. Don't ever just do something he tells... Even if it seems harmless. Like, hey, can you just go pick something up for me? I just... I left the backpack somewhere. Do not do that. Do not do that. I was wondering when he was going to come back. King Mahabulimuli is in his mid-40s. I'm in my 40s. And I had my first chiropractor visit last week. Oh, Jesus. Now all muscular imbalances are gone and I'm tip-top at the gym. Age is just a number, but more mileage, more maintenance. Oh, King Mahabuli with the white pill. That's true, too. I mean, some guys are, like, just still jacked into their 70s. I mean, they're probably all on drugs, but, I mean, by the time you're that age, it's like, fucking, why not? 
Like, do you want to be 70 and crippled or 70 and jacked? Like, what? I mean, are you worried your hair might fall out? Like, <laughs> man, everybody, like, do you think people in their 70s would just be doing whatever, you know? Oh, and actually, no, this is gross. I can't talk about this. This is too, no, 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 no. Somebody, no. No, somebody, no. <laughs> I'm just, when people work in different kinds of jobs, which is everything than what I did, I, I sometimes find it really interesting and I just really try to understand, like, what was your life like? Like, what, what, is, what, is, what does this look like? What do you do? And there, and one of some people I talked to worked in nursing homes, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, there, there is, there is a, a shockingly high, like a, 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 a number of so high of sexually transmitted diseases and other that, you know, you don't, you the further investigation is just no longer warranted. At least some of them are still partying when they're old, I guess. Pa- palate cleanser now. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I I had to get it out. Now, oh, yeah! I had to live with that knowledge. Now you do, too. Yeah. Yeah, things are getting weird up in those nursing homes. Disturbing times. I blame it on King Mahabuli. Hellbilly says, sad you would watch the Leafs choke on dick for how many years? It built character, sir. I've always, I've always chosen the hard path. I've always chosen the underdog. I've always chosen the impossible odds. Being a Leafs fan builds character, sir. You learn to lose, and you learn to lose again, and you learn to have your heart broken again and again and again, and to struggle and to fight on and to never give up to the point of of complete and total lunacy. It's good for you. You see what happened? You see what happened to those fucking Detroit fans? Those dickheads? You remember them? Winning the cup every year for like a decade, it seemed like? What happened to them? They got cocky. They got soft. And look what happened. Look at Detroit now. It's a fucking war zone. You got too distracted by your big shiny cup. City burned down. Idiots. (laughs) Toronto's trying to keep it under control. Can't let them get soft. Can't be letting them feel good about anything. Listen, they let them have the stupid NBA championship. And look what that did. Now Toronto's more insufferable than it's ever been. People are just pissing on subways now. If you let them win the Stanley Cup, all hell will break loose. It'll be the end of the country. 
The, the, the Maple Leafs can never win the Cup now. Ne- they can't. If they did, it's over. And then Toronto just becomes, it's, it's, it's gone. It's San Francisco after that, which also burned down, as, as I understand, because of the sports burl. I might not be kidding, guys. Like I said, the the sports ball world is like a core. This is what's this is what their tribalism is. They see other guys and they're wearing uniforms. They put on fucking sports uniforms. They wear them in public and they go. Uh, they high five each other drunk in the parking lot like guys returning from a fucking recon operation. Let's get fucking loaded and find some guys to fight. Spurts burl. Sports ball must be destroyed. It was fair. That's what Fairy's post said. I think it does. We might have to destroy sports ball for the good of all mankind. Or at least, guys, dial it back 25%. That would probably do it. That would probably save civilization if you guys could dial back the sports ball by 25%. And fill it with anything that matters, which is almost everything besides that is probably more important. Uh, that would probably rescue civilization. So I don't know. One quarter of sports ball needs to go. We need shorter seasons. We need. To, we, we just got to dial it back. Believe it or not, there were there were lots of men that would fight you on that. If that was somehow mathematically proven, like, no, that would actually turn everything around and we would live in a a new golden age. And they'd be like, no, (laughs) no, it's fucking how many baseball games is there in a season? Like it's hundreds. It's like 180 or something. Like, are you fucking serious? Boys play like 20 games. All right. Fuck off. 106. How many games do they play at baseball? I used to suffer through that as a kid because the playoffs is all that really matters anyway. That's all that's important. And it's just this endless, long string of data collection of the same. But coming up to the play now, going to dig in a little bit. It's uh, 37 degrees here in Florida. Still in the middle of the something inning. It seems like it's been seven hours, but we've barely gotten anywhere in this game. And now there's a beach ball on the field. And two outfielders are discussing which one of them is going to go and get it. <laughs> is it the Simpsons or something? And there's like 170 games. Fuck off, baseball. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. You're making way too much money. That's retarded. And they're paying these pitchers. Like, this guy throws a ball for a living. Here comes Todd Stottlemyer. His name is Todd Stottlemyer, and he's being paid millions of dollars to throw a ball. Todd Stottlemyer. Here comes Pat Henkin and Todd Stottlemyer. They're going to throw a ball around, and we're going we're gonna to eat hot dogs up here in the stands and drink $15 beers. We can't even see what's happening. We don't even really know what's going on. There's a big giant screen we're not really paying attention to. To be honest, I'm just here getting drunk. Let's go, Stottlemyre. <laughs> and then when baseball is over, it's hockey season. Then when hockey season's over, it's the preseason for baseball. And it was just around and around. And then there was a dash of, uh, you know, you've got MMA in there too. I dialed my sports ball back like 85 fucking percent, all right? I enjoy the occasional gladiator battle to the death. 
which is what those are technically. When the referees stop the fights, they do it at a point where if it continues, this man will just die anyway. Like he can't win now. It's over. Like he's unconscious or he's going to have his limbs snapped off. Or he's laying there defenseless, just having his head caved in. Like that would be the like he's dead. He would be would be dead in the old days. The old gladiator. Otherwise, same thing. Hey, fight to the death. Let's go. It's fucking crazy. If you don't think that's a cool sport, you're stupid. Come on, that's one of the most badass things there is to do. If I if I ran into Sean Strickland, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Man. It's intense. What a crazy lifestyle that must be. A couple friends of mine kind of dabbled in that. And I was just like, eh. I got, I knew one guy. <laughs> he got beat up so bad that he, <laughs> he fucking looked different. Like pre and post fight, he looked significantly different. Like, uh like not good not not better the guy fucking rearranged his fate he got beat up so bad imagine getting beat up so bad you have a different face i'm gonna punch his face off i'm gonna punch his face off Eh, I'm like, I think I'll try another way to make money. Hey, it's cool and all, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to just do only that. Um, we did some of that in uh, in the army when I was at uh, I was at a secret place, and uh, it was like weeks of this fight camp, and it was every day at like fucking four thirty in the morning with like these navy seals and green berets and they're just beating the shit out of you every day out for for weeks like that and no days off either it was just steady i had tendonitis in both my arms i could barely fucking grip a water bottle anymore you're just all day every day fucking oh my god man and some guys like i want to do this forever i'm like you're fucked (laughs) have fun I'll do it once in a while, but you guys are on you guys are on another level. Yeah. But the cool thing is like if you're if you were if you're somebody like Sean Strickland like at the height of his career, you know, walking around in public, you could there's pretty much no one in the world that could beat you up <laughs> except other guys who you're all friends with pretty much. Uh, you know, so th- you see them going out in like packs. It's like, a bu- it's like, oh, there's Jake Shields and there's fucking, you know, Nate Diaz. And there's, it's <laughs> imagine just being like, we could just fight this whole town and easily win. That's a cool, f- that's a cool, you know, feather to have in your hat. Imagine, imagine being so good at fighting that you could realistically, with in total confidence, just be like you're Conor McGregor at a bar, and somebody's like, "Hey, there's a lad outside who wants to fight you," and you're, he's like, "I don't fucking care!" Like, doesn't even care. Doesn't even need to see who it is. Ninety-nine nine point nine 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 percent chance I'm going to beat the shit out of him. So. <laughs> it's like a superpower. It's crazy. That's what they should call themselves. What do you do for a living? I'm a gladiator. 
I fight to the death. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking didn't want to play hockey or, <laughs> you know. No, not enough people get hurt in hockey. I see. I see. Very good. Carry on, sir. We do need people like you. It's good we have you. I would be I would be afraid if we didn't have guys like that and everybody else did. All right? Think about that. All these squeamish, you know, <laughs> oh my God, how do you fucking, do you, do you want a world where we don't have any Sean Strickland's, the only ones we have? Oh, well, they're all, they all live in China, actually. Do you want to live in that world? Is that what you want? I don't know. Cause, uh, pretty sure you're going to want those guys around. I, <laughs> I sell feed picks. This has been working for an ultra shady East Indian trucking company. Why would, what are you doing over, what are you doing that for? What kind is this? Can confirm all stereotypes are true. Shout out to Chomindi and Cuck Chair Rob. Also, my buddy Oz. There you go. From the East Indian trucking company. <laughs> A shady one, an ultra shady one. Wow. So are you are you one of the ones are you the guy smuggling in fucking two hundred kilograms of coke or or heroin or whatever it was? Somebody got busted going into Manitoba, an Indian guy, like with with an asshole amount of drugs. Like I think I talked about this last on Friday, didn't I? How confident are they that they're like, let's just send a giant, a whole eighteen wheeler full of drugs, just fucking send it right over the border, fuck it. What are they going to do? We must be wide open for people to be rationally doing this. Like these are serious businessmen and they're like, yeah, we can, they would have an algorithm. Like if we lose this many over this many years, it's not a problem. As long as we keep it under three, as long as we don't have three busts, more than three busts in like a 24 month period, it's negligible. So that's our risk appetite. So that's not a big deal because for everyone that catch like 20 are getting in. So it's like, eh. Cost of doing business. You know, some of the landing craft are going to get shot down, guys. It's just, you know, some of the bombers get shot down. Not everybody makes it home. All right. Uh, Mert says, got blocked by a Jewish-Canadian comedian tonight because I brought up the massacre of the refugee camp. I guess I'm anti-Semitic bigot for that. But my Kansas City cheese, though, a Jewish-Canadian comedian that blocked somebody because feelings. Gee, I wonder who that was can't imagine can't imagine imagine shilling for genocide though maybe it's maybe it's easier for people see this is another thing i I forget about these perspectives it's hard to uh it's very hard to communicate to so many different people and so many because so many people are in so many different places and it's you can't use the same kinds of approach with the same kind of person it's fucking it's hard man it's a skill but You know, I, I think it's it's definitely easier, but I, I learned this early. I was only a kid. I was 20 and seeing like hardcore violence, you know, not like, oh, you know, my dad beat up my mom when I was a kid. I'm like, oh, that's nice. You ever see somebody get melted with acid? <laughs> right? Like, see, it, like, and, you know, and innocent people getting, re- you know, killed, slaughtered, kids, women, like just, it's sad, you know, it's really fucked up. And, 
so you know it's re- you remember these it's very real but if you don't see that like i remember i suppose they'd you know put this stuff on tv like look how hungry africa is it's like ah you know you, you can put it out of your mind it's just to you it's just something else that's on tv isn't it like it's not real it's just another thing that's on the screens like everything else none of it's really real the only thing that are real the only thing that's real to those people are like the people in their lives immediately uh their doordash guy you know where they go to get their 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 immediate things they see and touch and outside of that it's all just screens it's all equally plausible believable they can pick and choose what they want to believe is real and they do that's how childish they are that's how ridiculous and like i said it's the age of narcissism they have no humility whatsoever they don't even have the humility to go what if they're right about about the Hamas Israel thing. What if Israel is the most evil country that has ever existed? What if that's true? What if 1% outside chance? There's always a chance, especially with these boomers now. They're like, oh man, everything I was, it was all a lie. All the thing I knew, they lied about all these things. I'm like, yep, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh no, greatest ally, most moral army in the world. Well, well, you know, they, I remember all the other things you used to think were true and you couldn't believe it wasn't true. You're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And it's Again, this is going to be one of those things, but if there's a 1% chance that you're wrong and they're as e- every bit as evil as we're saying they are, what does that mean? What, do you, what are you going to do with that information? And are you really, you're going to, you're going to say you would be okay with it if, uh, if we did it, do you imagine the 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 uproar, the left wing uproar and stuff in this country? If we just had like a, a pile of POWs, like we just executed everybody in Guantanamo Bay. Fuck it, just we'll just get rid of them, just waste them all. In and people, it's on it's on Twitter. It's like we don't give a shit. We just do it because we can. Can you imagine what would happen? But, oh, well, they're Jews, so they can just bomb refugee camps full of women and children. That's fine, right? Because that's just something that's on TV. That's just something that happens. That's always been happening, so it's fine, right? It's not real. It's just something that's happening on TV, like everything else. And I can pick and choose what's real and what's not real. Must be nice. Be that full of yourself to think you've got it that figured out, huh? The fucking... They're so full of shit. <laughs> Never admit you're wrong about anything. That's a, that's the path. That's a pathway to hell. If there, I bet there's multiple ways, but that's one of them for sure. Humility, none, none. TV is always right. TV is always right. Synthetic C17 says salutations. Happy 420. Imagine spending all that coin, then my team losing the game. No, no, no sporting event is worth that amount of money. That's crazy, man. You'd have to be rich. Like I wouldn't, if I would spend $15,000 on something like that, I'd better be, I, I would have to have, you know, $10 million. And this is something I really, really, for whatever reason, need to see, Right. It's like, sure, but not, not like, oh, I fucking mortgage my house and me and my boy can go see the Chiefs one last time under a Super Bowl. Hey, isn't your family like facing bankruptcy and like the, the kids don't have jobs and there's no economy? We have to go to the Super Bowl. 
The red team's gonna beat the other red team. Yeah. Uh, medical bills. So those are expensive down there, aren't they? Like, shouldn't you maybe, you know, what if something happens and one of your kids needs a, a super number, a super number, Taylor Swift, a super number. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, enjoy. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Hellbilly Deluxe is looking forward to the tour bus casts. Well, the idea, well, we're going to do them live, I guess. Tour bus is just how we're getting there. And all hauling our, our stuff. It's mostly just because Ferry's so tall. Um, you know, he, he wouldn't, he can't be in a, like, it's clownish, right? It's like that Simpsons episode where the guy's knees are up to his chin. He's trying to drive a car. It's just, you can't. So it's like that way he could just lay down and, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's the only way he'll fit in there. I think. Bus cast. Well, but yeah, I think Derek's going to bring his uh, Starlink or something, and we'll we'll yeah, it'll be. It could be a lot of fun. Could be a disaster. Could be anything. That's why it's fun. It's called an adventure. Okay. It's the largest automobile I could afford. <laughs> That's the episode, right? Yeah, the guy with big green pants on or something. He's like super tall. You find something funny with my automobile? This is the largest automobile I could afford. Wave to the children and blow them kisses. You made him walk with his pants down. Wife, hell, Billy's wife says, going through ER and having the nurses in complete shock that I'm not on any pharmaceuticals. She asked twice. Yeah, it's... Crazy that it's so common now. Cunning Druger. Now he's changed his name. Now it just says Druger. It said Drauger before, wasn't it? Drauger? I don't know how it's pronounced. Derek always pronounced it Druger. Did he did he did he do this to you? Did he intimidate you into doing this? To satisfy his ego? I don't know it's pronounced Druger. I thought it was Drauger or Drauger or something. I won't stand for this. The heritage must be protected. <laughs> no more retconning anything. Derek's behind this. Derek, that Englishman. That's what he is. Goddamn. Goddamn Englishman. Mm. Still, he's bitter. He's bitter about the Viking conquest of the British Isles. He's trying to fucking retcon words now. I think the Draugr, Draugr, whatever, it's a, it's like an undead, like, kind of skeleton that protects treasures and tombs and stuff. Or they're like, uh, they would entomb these guys, I think. and th Like, they would just be skeletons after a while, but, you know, that's the legend that they'd fucking try to get in there and fuck around. They'd fucking, <laughs> they'd take you out. You don't want to see them. They're not cool. They'll fuck you up. Now Derek's trying to turn them into Drugers. I mean, what's the what the fuck's a Druger? Derek, did he write this? Did he put this in his book? Who's read this book? Is he retconning other things? Is he turning Beowulf gay? Like, what's he doing in there? What's he doing to the Lothbrook family? Hopefully, nothing. They're probably trans now. I don't know. Damn Englishman! There he is. 
He says, listen, I'm a best-selling author now. My words are more important than the English language. It's important to note that um, uh, Derek, he said, more are more important than, and then dot, like a period, space, lowercase t, the English language. So, like, I don't know if that was... So just right away, you know. (laughs) It was listen, dot, dot, dot. I'm, no apostrophe, cute, a best-selling author now, dot, dot, no consistency, space, my words are more important than, dot, space, lowercase t, the English language. You do this all day, smart man. Now, oh, now he blames the keyboard. My keyboard sticks. Why is it so sticky? What you get a sticky keyboard for? This is what you get. You want to heckle? I I started this whole exchange. Try to heckle me in my own show, eh? Like you started yelling at me. I'm just I'm gone. I've gone crazy. I'm old. I've I'm gone senile. I'm turning to Joe Biden. Fuck! It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Here, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I used to work at a metal scrapyard. <laughs> I can't believe he's the president. Everyone's just okay with this. He's falling downstairs like fucking. Oh man. How do these people like how do his staff I mean imagine I'm I'm trying to think of something that I could reasonably imagine doing and it would be like I'd be like the head of the security team like or on one of those guys like secret service like that's if I was American that's potentially a career I could have gone through and you're just like flying around with this guy and you're just like Jesus Christ like he's shitting himself and he's like ah I used to own a, I used to own, I used to live in a treehouse. Like no, you di- no, you didn't. No, you- yes, sir. Yes, treehouse. Absolutely, sir. I had a cat, big tiger. His name was name was Rory. No, he- yes, Rory. We all yes, sir. Oh, he's taking his pants off. Jim, can you not? Can you get him to keep his pants on for fuck's sake? Because oh, I'm trying to drive. Sir, can you put your pants on, sir? It's a, it's a security risk. There's no ice cream here. Like that'd be the hard- it'd be one of the hardest jobs in the world. And then he goes out there and goes on stages and gives speeches to like thousands of people. They're clapping. You're just standing there horrified. There's probably nobody more red-pilled in the world than the, the guys that have to just stand around this. Just the regular dudes of the Secret Service that are like, I can't, I can't, this is crazy. This is fucking insane. No one's in charge. Like It's just madness. Nobody knows what's happening. You're standing there guarding a the door and you're looking over like the chief of staff is like photoshopping laser eyes on Biden on his Twitter account. You're like, no. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> you look over, there's the president like he has like one of those little ice cream cups and he's just like licking what's left of the inside trying to get the last little bits like uh, uh. you're like, I c- this is not this is not what I imagined this job was going to be like he probably thought he was going to like work for this like badass president guy and he's going to like save him like i'm going to succeed where kennedy failed he gets demented old senile diaper boy and you know idiot tweet interns and transvestites and there's (sighs) pour one out for the secret service man i don't know that that's probably 
Because a lot of them are like ex-military guys, I think. I think they were like it's a job you applied for. It's probably pretty competitive, and it's probably like ex-police, military, a lot of different FBI. You know, it's probably a relatively cushy gig. You get to travel. I mean, it'd be a good gig. You travel the whole world. You get to see. I mean, that'd be cool. You get to be around all these two cool fucking meetings. You probably see all these world leaders. You know, you're doing this high, and that's a valuable skill too. You retire out of the Secret Service. You're a high level uh, security operative, dude. You know how to lock down palaces and shit. Okay, you got to, you got, you're gonna be very rich probably in that. Uh, I mean, for a for a normal person, right? You're not gonna be a billionaire. You're not gonna be one of them. But you know, you can make millions of dollars doing that easily. Security contract, like you could just get hired by some Saudi prince to just guard his fucking his cars. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes, I'll pay you $100,000 a week. I don't care. Just don't fucking lose their cars. Like, it's crazy. Anyway. Those those guys. Imagine being them. Sitting around in the, in the fucking White House. Just... They, and they would see it. Like, the doctors got to come in and give people shots. Like, they're seeing people on cocaine. Like, they see it all. They have to. They probably have Narcan kits, and they probably have training how to keep keep the fucking guy alive in case he dies. <laughs> Man, that would be yeah, I would do that job because that would be crazy. That'd be there'd be so many cool things going on you'd want to see. You ever see that video of JFK, and uh, they're pulling away from the airport, and uh, against their wishes or against the you know team commander somebody's wishes. I can't recall that uh, he's going to ride in an open top limousine instead of a car, bulletproof car <laughs> like this. They make it seem like this is just what happened at the time. Like, no, no one did this. This was not safe. Like no one. This was a very reckless decision at the time, even. And uh, he's driving away and uh, two of the guys get waved off. They're like, no, no. They're like supposed to run alongside the car. They're like, what do you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? They're like waving their arms in the air. Like, what is this? What's happening? They're like, no, no, stand down. <laughs> the guys in the car are like, what's happening? It's fucking weird, man. I wouldn't want to be that Secret Service agent because then you're like, I'm going to get murdered in my sleep. If I say anything to anyone, they're probably watching and listening to everything I'm saying. And if I if I say anything at all, I am a dead man. So I'm just going to be a good little soldier and shut the fuck up. I didn't see... Now, there was nothing abnormal about that operation. Nope. No, sir. No, sir. It's tragedy is what that was. Communists, you know what I mean? They're sneaky. They'll get you. It's that or you die, you know? People are like, I can't believe there's not more whistleblowers about that. You understand it means like instant death mostly for a lot of these people, right? Like it's pretty much the odds of you getting killed before you even get a message out are high. The amount of spying that is going on, like even on people like us and me. Can you imagine? Never mind being in in like a very sensitive government position. You think you think you're spying on us. They, They spy like fucking crazy on their own employees. They even get a whiff that you might be doing something weird. <sniffs> Security clearance yanked and you're getting hauled in for questioning. Why were you at the airport last night? You know, like, well, I was just picking somebody up. Uh-huh. Picking up who? Are you following me? We're following everyone. Yeah. So, you know, it's weird when Snowden gets away and escapes all of these things and his girlfriend does too. <laughs> They both just live happily ever after in Russia. I saw a conspiracy theory that said the real reason Tucker Carlson was going to Russia was to link up with Snowden. Which, I mean, the Russians are going to be all over Tucker Carlson. There's no way he's sneaking anywhere in Russia. 
So I don't think that's true. But, you know, Tucker's father was CIA. Snowden was working for the CIA. So, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think Tucker Carlson's just slipping away in the night to go meet Edward Snowden in an alley. <laughs> that guy's probably, like, there was probably 20 people following him everywhere he went at all times. Listening devices, microphones, for, like, of course, 100%. Course, you have to expect that. Like, you have to, res- that's the game, guys. You got to respect the game. They're, go- of course, they're going to. You would do it to them. Imagine if it was the, the roles were reversed and, like, somebody, like, uh, it was funny because the, the meme was the CIA is interviewing the KGB because Putin was KGB. Like, would you, would you, like, oh, yeah, Putin's coming over and you're just like, yeah, cool, he can sleep in the guest house. And you're like, you're just gonna, like, yeah, just let him. <laughs> Too many people would be like, no way. <laughs> There's no way. Like, they would, they would spy on them. Like, everybody's spying on everybody. It's crazy. It's a very sick world we're in. Uh, Aria says, happy belated birthday to Jennifer Saulnier. Happy birthday from Aria. Cunning. He's still saying Druger. I don't know. In my mid-40s and still rock climbing. Good, man. Good for you. I, I got to stay. If I'm not active... I'm staying in shape till I'm like 70. I have to. I have to be like one of those guys. Uh, Hellbilly says the evolution of hockey could could be a blood sport. Hockey was better when it was more there was more fighting in it. It was a more intense game. It was a more uh it was a it was a more gentlemanly game. So it was I don't know what, how to put it. There wasn't the I mean I haven't watched it in years, but there was a lot of cheap piddly shit like chicken shit stuff that would never have happened before because you get your face punched in repeatedly night after night like you you know you had to have respect for you there's just certain things you didn't do and then they took that away now and it's become like like in society how it's now it's civilized everyone just fights with lawyers and it's all dirty and greasy and underhanded and fucked where it's not nearly as honest as when people would just <laughs> fight or duel in the street or something right so that's kind of what happened to hockey sucks more people enjoyed it. Like they liked it. They liked the fighting. Somebody didn't though. They thought they could make more money. I think they thought because that, that was our culture. That was the Canadian culture. Well, this isn't. This isn't the same. That's another thing. These young kids. They're fucking selling, bro. This fucking weird like hot. Uh, what? What do you call it? It's kind of like hot dog. Hot dogging. Oh my god. Kind of flashy. Fucking look at me. Hockey player. Like that's new. Relatively. That you know. You used to get the shit kicked out of you for acting like that. But they, the shit kickings went away, so now a bunch of spoiled brats have uh, kind of taken over. That's kind of the vibe, like spoiled brats. I don't, I didn't like watching spoiled... I liked watching guys with like teeth missing and scars on their face. It was like war. <laughs> and they're just taking each other the fuck out. Like Jeremy Roenick and Darcy Tucker went to like a death battle. They both gave each other multiple concussions. It was insane. He's like firing himself into the bench and attacking everybody at once. It was it was a great time to be alive. Gary Roberts is assassinating people. Well, bam! Oh, are you unconscious? Oh no! Oh no! Did your brain bleed in your fucking head? It was a different time. Scott Stevens was committing murders on ice. I'll just put my fucking elbow right in your goddamn. Fucking dead KO'd immediately. Like, almost ended, Lind- pretty much did end Lindros' career. He was never the same. 
You know? <sighs> the good old days. Now you got fucking over a bunch of nerds with fucking purple mohawks with their gay hockey tape. You gotta have the rainbow night, you guys. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I'd like to better. They used to drink in between periods. They're half cut anyway. They're all changed. Like, uh, some of the stories I'd read, because I was right into it, man. I loved it. They're fucking drinking and smoking cigarettes back there. It's just... <laughs> Bleeding from the face. Getting stitches. Like, ah, that was awesome! That shit ruled! That was awesome! This this new hockey is dumb and lame and weak. Soft. Bring back the bodies. Bring back Don Cherry! I want unnecessary gratuitous violence! I want to see people get so worked up, both benches! Get out of the ice and just beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Get out of your system. Yeah. Man, there was one when they had to turn the lights off. I think it was the Canadians and the Russians. Both teams got into this massive war on the ice. And they didn't know what to do, so they just turned the power off in the arena. And they just kept fighting in the dark anyway. It's one of the funny... My dad told me this. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. This was like the year after I was born. So, I, it, the irony here being, I mean, I started off by being fucking sport. Now we're reminiscing about sports ball, but, you know, like I said, this is this is for wholesome entertainment purposes only and not to be... You know, this isn't supposed to consume your life, guys, but this is just a hilarious story. And because of some great last-minute comebacks, had clawed our way back into gold medal contention. We just needed to beat a beatable Russian team by a few goals. The game is underway. Canada in the shirt of the bronze. At this particular tournament, the Russians were an angry, semi-starved bunch. They were sitting in about sixth place, and rumor had it their coaches weren't feeding them after every game. As a- <laughs> weren't even feeding them dude this was war back then uh wasn't there a guy that got thrown out of a window or something like some like pavel Bure's cousin like the mob was trying to dude fucking i i don't know hockey used to be uh cool the form of punishment but because it was round pat burns the mustache robin foreman we had to face them in the tournament finale we were leading four to two we were getting lots of chances to build on that lead. We felt it was just a matter of time before we blew it wide open. But truthfully, we didn't see this coming. A fight started in front of the net to our left. Suddenly it was... Like, this was classic Canada and Russia. Like, we're just snow bro assholes. Like, <laughs> we're almost maybe too similar in a lot of ways. But maybe back then, Canada was really rough and mean, and they thought the Soviets were right soft. And then, uh, no, nah, they're not. They're actually also quite mean because because they get starved, and Stalin will kill them if they don't you know, murder their families if they don't win hockey games. A fight started in front of the net to our left. Suddenly, it was two fights, then three. We're all standing on the bench, shocked. <laughs> Suddenly, from our right. Two Soviet players jump on and steam past our bench in order to join the fight. Oh, Jesus. And that was the switch. I've never seen 
In almost all bench clearing brawls, 90% of the players on the ice don't actually fight. They clear the benches, but generally, most look for another non-fighter to pair up with and they watch the main events. Well, the Soviets didn't get that memo. Looking back, they were a tinderbox, a team looking for trouble. But I will admit, we were not a team of angels either. Fucking doing leg locks! DDT! You can see some bad stuff happen. He just fucking DDT'd it. He just took his head right into the eye. This is crazy. The brawl had sucker punches, kicks, two on ones. How many people have never seen this? The dark side of Canada. <laughs> I'll fucking fight you in the ice to the death, bud. I'll fucking slice your neck with my skate, you motherfuckers. Butts. I had never heard an arena sound like that. It sounded like a riot was occurring in the stands. But when someone decided to turn the lights out, in that blackness, it sounded like a riot and a stampede. <laughs> Made it way worse. Went out. What really went through my mind was, someone wants us to do what we need to do to end this thing. When the lights came back on, the Soviet player I was tangled up with, well, let's just say I'm glad I never had to face him again. I do owe that man an apology. I don't know what the international rule book calls for in this situation. It's never happened. What do you do now? You just sit and wait until they call you back on the ice? <laughs> as far as they're concerned, uh, we have a hockey game to play. The hockey game is not finished. Can't back fucking kick us, can't kick us all out. Whole team is fighting. What are you going to do, fire everybody? You guys want to watch the rest of it? It's like 30 seconds. As we were getting ready to head back out on the ice, a Hockey Canada official came in and told us we'd been kicked out of the tournament, <laughs> our record stricken. And then he said something I'll never forget. I know in my heart this is the right decision. They didn't have our back in that meeting. Outside our room, we could hear the players from Team Finland in their street clothes, celebrating the news they were being awarded the gold medal. At that point, we turned into sheepish teenagers, afraid of what waited for us at home. We were all led to a bus by the military and escorted to the border. We slept in the airport and awaited our flight back to Canada. When I look back, I'm not ashamed of the punch-up, although I'm not particularly proud of it either. It happened. We sacrificed the gold medal to protect our teammates. And fucking, fucking right! What are you talking about? Fucking Soviets started it. What are you going to do? Watch them get their fucking faces punched in by a bunch of Russians? No! No! Oh, what's more important? Sports ball trophy or letting the Russians get away with that? You made the right call. Discount Don Cherry agrees with every, every decision. Every punch! Every skate slice! Every... I wonder what happened to what I owe that guy an apology. What did you, what did you do to him? Honestly, we'd do it again. Well, he's not that sorry. Do it again. He's not that sorry. Where'd that Canada go? You know? <laughs> yeah, holy shit. That yeah, was crazy. 1987. I was a year old. <laughs> I loved it. I was a baby. <laughs> He's bleeding. I couldn't talk yet, but I was psychic. I knew. I knew from the thrilled laughter of my father something amazing was happening. Something magical. Uh-huh. Billy says, back in the day when Wife 2 was Grand Cash Girl and Rance couldn't say it. Really? 
Oh, I didn't know that. You're the same person. Interesting. It's people change their names and move around. So I'm like, oh, whatever happened to this person? And like, I still don't know who Octostein is. I don't have any idea. <laughs> I don't remember. Everybody changed their names that one day to police officers' names that were in the disclosure. That were in all the hate gate files. They changed their names to all these cops' names that were investigating. They would take screenshots of our chat rooms and be like, oh, yeah, well, this person said that. I'm like, that's just a guy's screen. That could be anybody in the world. That could be you for all I know. So everyone changed their name to like Constable Detective Inspector fucking so-and-so. I think I'm going to blow up a hospital. Like, oh, look what you said, Constable McLeod. Blowing up a hospital, sir. And they probably had to sit there and watch us do it. And they had the They were logging everything. They were every fucking stream, every chat bar, everything was being logged. Like, the funniest one was when they were like typing summaries of what I've been saying. It's like Mackenzie is. Uh, ranting about how he thinks government agents are watching him right now. <laughs> Do you not see the irony in you writing that? The government agent watching Mackenzie thinks it's hilarious that Mackenzie thinks the government agent is watching him. <laughs> He's right. I, I am. I'm literally watching and transcribing everything he's saying right now. That's so funny to me that like as I was saying that, someone was literally doing it. <laughs> Oh, we've had fun. We're having fun. Aren't we now? Aren't we having fun, everyone? Caesars, are you having fun? They've, they're, they're all about fun. They've got a new video, actually. I'm wondering when I was going to get to this. Let's look at some anger. Let's get angry on the internet a little bit. There's so much. I haven't hardly looked at anything. I think I've just, I've grown tired for now. It's just terrible. It's all terrible all the time. Uh,. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. This is Cesus's new video. It's really important you see this. Because I know you guys are worried about, uh, listen, the Chinese. Yeah. They basically all but admitted they have a foothold in this country. And there's no real telling how much of the Chinese government's influence there is in Canada. Because no one's investigated it. We only know that it exists. And it's alarming. And there's potential election influence uh, complications and security investigations, RCMP. One guy was just convicted. This this police sergeant was uh, convicted selling secrets to the Chinese under the Espionage Act or something, I believe, just very recently. So, you know, that's to work. So CSIS is obviously on top of that. The Russians, I mean, we may have to fight a war here. It's total bullshit. Looks like we're going to war with the Russians or maybe the Irani- Iranians too. Also the Chinese. So we've got these threats to worry about as well. Also the domestic situation is rapidly deteriorating with all of the uh, all of the uh, migrants and everything coming in now. The the pro-Palestinian protests are everywhere. They're only getting bigger. These people are very upset and it's only going to escalate worse. There's ethnic tensions and clashes everywhere. There's even some kind of some some kind of Sudanese or Congolese civil war. Or it was it the Ethiopians? I can't really keep up with how many more ethnic tribal conflicts are playing out in the country and of course you've got the calistani whole thing you can't you know pay too much attention not enough attention to that i mean they did blow up an airplane full of people before and you know they're clamoring for an ethno state and they seem to be implicated in a lot of gangland crimes and gun running and so on so these are people we should probably uh, be keeping an eye on and then it's like where's all the fentanyl coming from i mean there's more drug overdoses and the streets are just littered with very toxic basically chemical weapons biological weapons i think fairy's right about that i think we should make that a, like a weapon of war and treat it as such and then give law enforcement 
the means and, and maybe the military to deal with it if they have to because it's that destructive. We don't know where it's coming from, but uh, that's so. As, anyway, that's just a snippet of 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 the many, many, many things and and uh, problems. Uh, oh, then there's Antifa. Sure, the Zegarak types, they're running people over. They're getting more fired up than ever. You can expect some probably domestic terrorism from them in the future is, you know, the, to stop the fashion. So there's a, there's a million things happening. So I'm sure that in this CSIS video, all, all of that, or at least most of that will be covered, I'm sure. Let's see. Words matter, and the words we use to describe threats to our national security really matter. In recent years, the terrorist and violent extremist threats and the motivations behind them have become more complex. It's no longer accurate to assume that people who commit extreme acts of violence are influenced by a singular belief system. It is more often caused by a combination of ideas and grief. Oh, so us. This is how they're justifying coming after us. None of the things I mentioned are really of any concern to them. What they need to do is worry about domestic extremists. This is what everyone will be called that resists the system. You will be put in this category and you will be dealt with. There is nowhere to run. There is nowhere to hide. Grievances resulting in a personalized worldview that is inspired by a variety of sources, including books, videos, online discussions, and conversations. Oh my God, people are being influenced by things in the world that they see and, and, and understand. We can't have that. You like how this... Like, let's go over the imagery here a little bit. Let's break this down. So first, oh, okay. We've got a nice little person here. Oh, we're going to go into his brain, I guess. Oh, what's this? Oh, this this black spiky. looks like a bomb, doesn't it? It looks like one of those old Navy, old Navy sea mines, maybe, perhaps. And it's like leaking some dark ooze onto these nice, bright blue, healthy-looking icons. It looks like, okay, education and entertainment and, okay, speaking. All, all these. Oh, I see what's happening. This evil ooze is infecting it. And one leads to the next, to the next. So this, what they're saying is this idea here. This idea of freedom in your head is actually poison, and it will start to bleed into into these areas, and then once it infects one, it can lead to others, and then the next thing you know, oh my God, look, you're you're a fucking Nazi. Oh no, so we better stop. Is is that about the gist of it? Yeah, I have not watched this once, so I'm just. I think I, I think we. That's probably it. Is that what we're worried about now? So not the Chinese. Okay, got it. Terrorist and violent extremist threats and the motivations behind them have become more complex. It's no longer accurate to assume that people who commit extreme acts of violence are influenced by a singular belief system. It is more often caused by a combination of ideas and grievances resulting in a personalized worldview that is inspired by a variety of sources, including books, videos, online discussions, and conversations. That's why the Canadian Security Intelligence Service has chosen to... Online discussions and conversations, huh? Jeez, sounds fucking scary. Stop using words that might unfairly stigmatize any given community, or words like right-wing or left-wing extremism. This old terminology does not represent the complex nature of violent extremism. By using the right words, CSIS is also ensuring that it provides advice to the government of Canada that accurately portrays how violent extremism can compromise our national security. Yeah, how's that been going, CSIS? How did that go during the uh, during the convoy? Can you tell us about that? Because because you advised you advised Public Safety Canada. That's you, right? Right. 
Uh, you advise through your minister that uh, a, a, a group of agile, organized, steel-resolved uh, militias were poised to strike at the heart of the country in Alberta, in Ontario. We were going to just take over the country and and then work our way into the United States and establish a, a, a continental ethno-state. And you and you went on TV and you told everyone that was true, and then you you know did what you did. You froze the bank accounts. You beat everybody. You did all that stuff, and uh, not none of it was true. And and even the guys now, where's your even? You don't even have your coot story anymore. Oh, did we say violent overthrow? You know, conspiracy to mass murder cops. Oh, what I actually meant was uh like a like a small fine. I actually meant a fine. I'm sorry. Whoops. So, so you're you're still informing the government, then, are you, CSIS? Because I I think you should be uh, like fired. Um, because that that's a that is a that is such an insanely, unacceptably huge mistake to make. That uh, you're like um, like it's like a critical failure. So in the military, uh, the one I was in when we used to actually have standards, I I see that you guys uh, don't really have any so this may be a, a somewhat of a foreign concept to you um but we would have certain things certain training standards uh in in other units certain ones that um would be automatically that you cannot you're out okay uh, one of them would be like a, an nd a negligent discharge if you had one like oops my gun went off by accident um you're out of the unit because that's crazy we're professionals, and uh, that's not an acceptable accident to have here. This is this is a serious place, sir. Uh, if you want to be Barney Gumble and fumbling around and firing bullets off by accident, uh, you can go do that with the you know clown fools in a reserve unit where your you know captain's an obese guy that works at KFC. You can go back there and do that with those people. Okay, not here. This is. So again, you know, like like high standards, and you didn't make a little mistake. You didn't make kind of a, you you would it basically laid the foundations for martial law and the suspension of Canadian rights and liberties to be, uh, you know, suspended. So the police could brutalize citizens, the government could seize bank accounts, and jail people as political prisoners for years, all based on uh, bullshit. Uh, your fault right because you thought you you read you looked at things evan balgord's did and you thought this is some good stuff and this is this is where it got you you're not you're not trustworthy you you've you've uh you've committed what is called like a critical failure like instant fail you are now removed from the program your your <laughs> candidacy has been terminated relinquish your badge please this isn't something you can work on like the fact that heads didn't roll at this organization is fucking crazy the top 10% of that organization should have been fired outright get out Immediate, effective today, right now. As the words are leaving my mouth, you no longer have a job here. Get out. 
That's so humiliating. Imagine being the prime minister. I said this over the phone to some people. I don't know if it ever made it out. I don't know if I've ever really talked about this, but I was like, I actually, def- you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, he's, he's horrible. But I had to defend the prime minister in this case because everyone wanted to go after him over the emergency act and all that stuff, right? If you're in, if, let's be fair. If you want to be a serious, let's be fair. Let's be fair about it. Who's your advisors? You're the, you're the prime minister. Do you think he has time? Do you think he's going to go personally investigate all these claims and read like blogs and, you know, go check out people's YouTube videos and go listen to these people and go talk to some cops and do He's going to do a thorough investigation. When is he going to have time to do that? That's ridiculous. The reason he has a staff is to delegate these tasks to others so he can focus on other, other like a select, uh, you know, set of things he has to do. That's how you run these massive op- organizations and operations. You can't have, you can only do so much and everybody has to specialize in a certain thing. So he's got people telling him, listen, there's a militia that's going to take over the country. They're everywhere. They've got all kinds of weapons and guns. They're going to attack us any minute. You have to do, if you don't act, people could be dying right now. They could attack us literally any second. That's what they're saying. That's what CSIS is saying. That's what they're all saying at public safety. The minister just went on TV. What are you going to do about it? If you don't do anything and they're right, you're finished. They warned you about the terrorist attack and you did nothing? What did you th- so So where in the chain did somebody go, I'm just going to lie? Because somebody did, because we know or I talked about this last time, didn't I? from senior detective inspectors at the RCMP were like, this is a nonsense story. Somewhere from there to the public safety minister's office, somewhere in this range, somebody went, I'm going to lie. I'm just going to start making stuff up. Was it the public safety minister? Was it somebody below him? Was it what? We're getting closer. The things that come out in court are really, really uh, helpful and <laughs> useful. And we've got another batch of those uh, foy pops coming soon. Hope you didn't think it was over. I hope. Uh, I wonder what's in there. This one's like taking a long time too, so I, I don't know. Anyway, let's check in on our old pals here. I'm sure they're we're just getting to the point of telling you how uh, they're going to make sure that the uh, Chinese stop uh, buying up our government. Violent extremism can compromise our national security. This language is also consistent with the language in the Criminal Code of Canada and the CSIS Act. Moving forward, CSIS will use the following terminology to describe violent extremist threats. Ideologically motivated violent extremism. What is David Zegarak? He got, he got house arrest. He had attempted mass murder, like a terrorist attack, and he's on house arrest. David Zegarak is on house arrest. Chris Lysak did two years in prison because a gun was in the wrong place. <laughs> what are you talking about? Encourages the use of violence to further an individual's personal vision of the world. Politically motivated violent extremism encourages... Go, wait, stop. Do you like how the image is someone on a computer and over here it says violence, 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 violence? Like, 
do you, you know they're changing the definition of the word violence, right? Do you know that this is happening? Because when we grew up, violence meant like physical violence. It doesn't mean that anymore necessarily. Words can can technically be violence. Apparently, this, these are precedents that are being set in courts and shit. Okay, words words are violence technically in the right context. So, uh, basically, what they're saying is your your opinions are going to be violence, and it's going to be illegal. So instead of working on actual threats to the country. Uh, CSIS is, I guess, mandated to hunt down uh, dissident thinkers and people that don't like uh, don't like what's going on. Like, what kind of power does this person have? What are you worried about? What's he going to do? What's this lone person with a laptop going to do? Because you, you don't seem to be... You just keep saying violence, but you're not giving any examples. Gender-driven violence, anti-authority violence, xenophobic violence, other grievance-driven and ideologically motivated violence. So whatever you want it to be, right? Other. Just label it other. It's some kind of disease. Politically motivated? Oh, my God. At least they use the big red hand of communism to come and steal the parliament building. That's that's appropriate. And extremism. Is that a wink and a nod? Am I going to go Q-tard on CSIS right now? Trust the plan, dude. The white hats, it's, they, they know. They know about the commies. That's why it's the red hand. Encourages the use of violence to establish new political systems. <laughs> what is that? Rips parliament away and puts this weird Lego fort. Looks like it's the fucking Harkonnen headquarters or something or new structures and norms within existing systems. Religiously motivated... Jeez, people... People that are politically... They're wanting to change things. Encourage the use of violence to establish new political systems. Is that a threat in Canada? Where is that? Because remember when you said it was me? And that was hilarious? Like, what are you talking about? Uh, You don't know what you're talking about. You're the last person that should be doing this. ...in existing systems religiously motivated violent extremism. Right. Now this person's got white hair. Is this old people? Is this the boomers now? He's thinking about making an omelet, I guess. Encourages the use of violence. What is this? Religiously motivated violent extremism. It's a thought bubble with looks like the, a children's child's drawing of the sun. Like, what did... They didn't want to put, like, a cross or, or the crescent for Islam or God help them. They're not putting the star of Remtan in there. What is this? Uh, we'll just put the sun drawing at safest. What about the sun worshippers? You've very, very offended them. This is, oh, and I see, let me guess, the sun's going to turn black. Is this going to be a wink? What, are they going to turn? Um, I need to just make sure something, <laughs> this does what I think it does. I hope not. I don't, I should have this on, on, uh, on a board, but I don't. I should, but I don't. Just in case. Where's that? All right. All right, Ceases. Let me see. Violence as part of a spiritual struggle. <laughs> of course. Oh, the bad guy came and turned the sun. He turned it into a. Did you see what he did there? Oh. Give me a break, dude. 
Always with this weird black tire substance that keeps arriving, turning everything black. I see an old man and I want it painted black. As part of a spiritual struggle against a perceived immoral system. A perceived Im- So people that believe they're fighting against immorality, they're encouraging the use of violence as part of a spiritual struggle. Oh, so you're just real worried that people are going to get angry, huh? That's your plan? Like, you know you're the bad guys, right? Like, obviously. You're preemptively plotting to, you know, trample what sound like popular uprising against authoritarianism. Immoral struggle. Jesus. Will struggle against a perceived immoral yeah. system. Because you guys are the you guys are going to tell us what's more what's moral, right? You would know. Often these ideologies teach their followers that salvation can only be achieved through violence. Who says that? Who has been saying this? It is important to note that a specific extremist viewpoint may not fit exclusively into just one of these three categories. So again, it could be it's it's malleable. You can be you can be whatever we want you to be. We believe in you at CSIS. At CSIS, we believe you could be whatever we want you to be. We'll try our damnness to make sure everybody believes it. We'll enact martial law. We'll just make shit up. We'll spend millions of dollars chasing around a goat figurine. We're CSIS. Don't uh, don't fuck around. All right. Oh, it's over. Thank goodness. That was painful. That was something I wish wasn't real. Um, but again, just to just to even things out, because it's like, ha ha, us are Canada so stupid. Canada so... I don't know if I played this last time, and I'm going to play it again just because... Just because it speaks to the, the prowess, the, in, the, the, the instinct of, and the martial prowess of the Indian warrior. Yeah. Now that's reconnaissance, guys. <laughs> that's y- yes. This is the, this is. I don't know what this is. They're really good at putting a lot of people on small engines and driving them. I guess. I don't know what application in the military these have. But India has them, so you better not fuck around. Because they'll fucking come to your house in a clown car. There'll be a guy spinning around on a rotisserie like a chicken with binoculars. Okay, no more of that. I don't want to get food poisoning. What else is the what else are the geniuses up to? Oh, this is good too. This is a news uh Where do I have that? Do I have the actual story or just this stupid uh CTV tweet by morons? I think it's just the CTV tweet by morons. We'll come back to that though. This uh this is worth pointing out too, because it's just really funny. <laughs> in a in a terrible kind of way. This is this is real. This is the conservative deputy leader. This is not some guy. And look who's standing behind him, like just the biggest loser in the world trying to look cool. <laughs> it's so, it's so painful, dude. It's so fake. It's such a fake persona and smile. The whole thing comes out with the fucking glasses on. Like he's like, look at me. I'm a cool guy. I'm going to take him off. Oh, cool. Yeah. Look, look at this. Look at his face. 
But the point is, he's going to stand behind this man as he delivers an address entirely in a foreign language. Not in English, not in French, not in any Canadian language. He's going to speak a foreign language. He's going to speak in Punjabi. How do you feel about that? This is in Canada. Justin Trudeau, the art salabat, violent crime, Canada, the which both jade vadigia. Are you are you serious? Are you kidding? He's waving and smiling like to like. This is so horrible and fake and just so. Why is Canada run by the just the fakest, weakest fucking nerds imaginable? We have a lot of really cool people here. And none of them are anywhere important, and that's got to change. This is just all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna torture you with this. It's only 38 seconds of, you know, listening to the fact that your government's been taken over by foreign interests, and this stupid fucking doofus is gonna stand there and smile about it like it's a good thing. Justin Yes, of course. Hmm. I I don't I literally don't care. He's not even speaking English, so you know that's how it's going. That's how it's going to Canada. That's concerned. They're keeping it, bringing it home. Common sense. It's common sense. They're here. They're in charge now. Listen, they've got beards and turbans. One of them pulled a sword out. He pulled a sword. I was helpless. I'm just a simple accountant. I can't, I cannot be expected to stand up to the the musk and vigor of a of an exotic man from another land i'm not built that way mr speaker <laughs> i have these glasses i'm a <laughs> What is with the conservatives and this Top Gun shit? Remember when uh, O'Toole was dressed in a flight suit? Or something? Or was that another guy? Who was that? Oh, no, that was the former conservative that was running for the uh, uh, Alberta Independent, whatever the fuck he was doing. And I was like, what is this? And like, was he a pilot or something? They're like, no. No, he's just wearing a costume pretending to be a fighter pilot. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Are you serious? Like, guys, do you have any idea how stupid these people are? Like, it's embarrassing that we're allowing this. It really is. Like, we deserve every minute of punishment of living in Canada just for for permitting this to go on. Oh, the Arrive Can app is, uh, they're mad, they spend a lot of money. But you know what? We're not even going to look. We're just going to stop counting because the total cost is impossible to determine due to poor record keeping, says the Attorney General. Oh, well then. 
More stealing. Oh, well. Oh, Auditor General. I'm sorry. Auditor General Karen Hogan appears as a witness of the House of Commons. Impossible to determine due to poor financial record keeping, the Auditor General has found. This is probably the first examples that I've seen such a glaring disregard for some of the most basic and fundamental policies and rules, Hogan told the public. She said she found omissions everywhere. And, quote, I have to say I'm deeply concerned by what this audit didn't find. Yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, it's all, it's everywhere. It's deeply corrupt everywhere. Everything, everyone, every office, every department, every province, everywhere. It's so fucking bad. Like, oh, Mr. Wycliffe, will you just play, you just tell, you just tell them for me, please. Canada, there's a by-election happening in Durham, Ontario right now. And there's something that both the Liberal and the Conservative Party do not want you to know about. Meet Robert Rock. He is the Liberal Party candidate running in Durham right now. There he is, high-fiving Trudeau. Here's the thing. Just last year, Robert Rock was running as a Conservative Party candidate in Durham. Robert Rock to run for Conservative nomination in Durham riding. How different can the Conservative and Liberal Party really be if they will so quickly just switch teams like this is so humiliating for both the liberal and the conservative party that they basically agreed to run cover so people would not talk about this remember the whole twofer thing air polyev's new candidate in durham is a twofer this created all sorts of drama trudeau calls candidate a twofer the candidate responds oh trudeau wore blackface and all this back and forth between the conservatives and the liberals and all of that drama makes you believe that there's a difference between the Liberals and the Conservatives. It was a very effective distraction, and here's the tough pill to swallow, Durham. The Conservatives were in on that distraction, okay? They don't want you to know that their candidate just switched to the other side to the Liberals, and those two parties basically are very, very similar. They both support mass migration. Mass migration contributes to the housing crisis. It contributes to the health care. If you're voting Liberal or Conservative, you're voting for the same thing mass migration and if you live in durham and you don't want to continue to support mass migration you do have an option with patricia conlin in the ppc in that and i gotta give her a shout out because she was the first one to point this out to say hey yeah the liberal party candidate was a conservative party candidate like six months ago uh does anyone want to talk about Ah! Unfortunately, the liberal and the conservative parties are a uniparty they're the same party don't believe me yeah well they're all politicians. Anybody that wants to be a politician, I mean, you want you want to be like you want to be them. So, I mean, the system's broken. You can't win this way. It's corrupt. I'll change it from the inside. Nope, you'll turn into them, or you'll be destroyed. That's just how it works. But that's that's not an uncommon thing. That happens a lot, actually. They cross the floor as it's called all the time basically they're just get mad at this team and join another team but they're, they're, it's all the same team it's the same shit they're all going to the same place they're just taking turns trying to see who can squeeze the most lemon uh, juice out of the lemon before it all dries up and blows away trying to get their turn at the pig trough make their friends rich and they get uh, you know to go on all kinds of fancy trips and scuttle money and do kinds of app bullshit and pass laws and you know have fun at the playhouse there's still rules though there's still lots of things they're not allowed to do because they all know who's really in charge. It's not them. It's just a job promotion, really. They all work in the same company, and they're competing for the same job. Temporary deputy CEO of the bullshit factory. That's it. Oh, they've got different color ties on. Oh, good for you. 
Um, I don't want to keep going to it because it's it's late. I started late. I'm very, you know, I need to sleep, but there's still there's still some things I need to be mad about. I think, like this one. This is this is uh this one. <laughs> like I, they're just stealing, they're just stealing and lying and lying and stealing. Um, did you know that because the Emergency Act documents from the POEC, I imagine, they obviously they have to be translated to French, and that's going to cost a third of a billion dollars to do. Oh, government expects to contract $300 million to make all the Emergency Act document bilingual because mostly they're in English. Oh. Translation in full is estimated to cost more than $300 million and require multiple years of work. <clears throat> Who here thinks that's a reasonable number to translate paperwork of any volume? $300 million? So you're paying 300 people a million dollars? Are you paying 30 people $10 million? Like, how many? I mean, it's just translating too, right? I mean, ah, uh, somebody might be stealing again. Got to get the libs out. I don't more clips of them. Like, do we really? Do we really need to? It's not. The, it's it's not the immigrants. Not the We need more people. We need the migrants. We get it. I don't want to play that. Um. Let's just see what else. <laughs> right. Okay. There's so many things I missed over the last couple of weeks. Some of it doesn't matter anymore. It's funny how it just... <laughs> oh, it's been four days. Who gives a shit anymore? Because something horrible, something else horrible has happened in the meantime. Um, I haven't checked in on the war situation. Are we at war with Iran yet, or are we just blowing up uh, blowing up their people and proxies around the world and trying to strike, strangle them with fi- financial sanctions? Uh, okay, that's old. I thought I had this story somewhere. Is there a clicker? Yes, there is. Excellent. Because however much you hate the media, it's not enough. I'm going to read some more of these chats and then go through this last one. And then, and then I, 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 I need to go. Um, wife to Hellbilly Deluxe says, how do you pronounce Grand Cash? Just asking for a friend. I, I think like that. Cachet. Grande cachet. Oh, Hollywood. You got one of them fancy French words. You're going to add extra noises on them wordly words. <laughs> You trying to make me use extra noises out of my noise hole. Trying to make me say all kinds of fancy twang. Grande cachet. Ooh la dee da. Hey, Greg Arcade, we got ourselves somebody from Hollywood. (laughs) That's so stupid. It's my favorite Greg Arcade character, I think. (laughs) I do it more than he does now. Did it one time, and I'm just like, I've never forgotten Hollywood, man. Oh, no, it was the old Alberta thing. I think he told me he told me the story recently. I remember now. Jen Steen, what's up, man? Thank you very much. He says, thanks for the free entertainment, sir. Look forward to the tour. Well, it hasn't been free for you. 
you're picking up the slack for a lot of people but thanks man i appreciate it you're a legend and uh yeah we're coming your way we're going all the way to the fucking Pacific Ocean of needles and piss and people dying of fentanyl and probably plummeting off of tall buildings. And it sounds great. You know, Vancouver, BC sounds like it's in great shape. It sounds like everything's going well. Hell, Billy says, knock, knock. Who's there? Goons. I don't know any goons. Oh, yeah. Simpsons. Yeah. Who's there? Goons. I don't know any goons. Hired goons. Yeah. Goons. Hired goons. I don't know any hired goons. Opens the door. They beat him up. Was that right? I, that's a lo- that's an old episode. Blam says, how pathetic. His language is so underdeveloped and guttural that he has to use the English words to describe what he's talking about. Why are these people here? Right. I'm going to move to Canada to just be Indian and just I'm colonize it. I'm just going to carve out a little spot of Canada and turn it into India. I'm going to hijack their government and use it for our interests in the Indian community. We're going to call ourselves Indian Canadians, but really we're just, we're a diaspora and we're fucking working for our own self-interest here inside Canada. That's why we're nepotists. We're hiring our friends and family. We're taking over food franchises, the trucking industry, all that shit. And we're leveraging our position as minorities and your fucking fetish with us as Indians to infiltrate your government and use it, uh, leverage it to our advantage. It's exactly 100% what we're doing. Now we're just talking to ourselves in Punjabi in the street You in, in while you pay us to do it. Canadians are paying us a salary, $150,000, to be a Punjabi Indian advocate MP for whatever the hell he's from. Isn't that great? Good job. Good stuff. You can't say anything or you're racist. I mean, I'm racist, so I just, I said it, right? So, I mean, I'm, allowed, I'm evil. I'm the bad guy. But you, none of you can say that. Or else your fucking hair will catch fire and the sky, uh, I don't know, something bad will happen. More people will crawl out of tunnels. Um... I don't know. You'll stub your toe, you know, and that's always bad. So just shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up about it. Hellbilly says Google can translate for free. Yeah, I, I feel like there's probably some AI you could buy that would do it for nothing. <laughs> for a fraction of that. Probably find somebody's AI like, hey, can you uh, train this AI to just translate this into like pretty. Yeah. Hey, how's, how's two million dollars? Was that would that be enough? Two, three? Yeah, I just saved you two hundred ninety-seven million dollars. <laughs> just pay this AI company millions of dollars to do it. They probably already have an. They probably already have it. Uh, it, it, it could work. One of these chat companies. Wife to Hellbilly says uh, used to used to use the handle back in twenty twenty. You guys couldn't say it right. Love you, Grand Cat. I'm not. Oh, you go cranky about your fancy noise hole sounds. We got ourselves a Hollywood. <laughs> Interesting. Well, now we know. She's not here anymore. She's not with us anymore because we murdered her name too much and she had to change it to something else. That makes sense. That's appropriate. Um, all caught up here. What was, all right. What was the last thing? Man. At least the internet's holding out. I ha- we, we had to fix this. It was an untenable situation. It was... It was rickety. It's unreliable. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. I demand demanded higher standards. So, where's my fucking? Let me go. On. This is very disturbing. And this is why it's important that people need. We need to stop. Like I said, just a twenty-five percent reduction in bullshit, please. In sports ball nonsense, just 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 that. You know, because it'll make room 
and make time in, in our lives for the things that matter. And uh, we need to pay attention to those because uh, the adults, uh, us, that aren't contributing to 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 the fight over the things that matter, uh, we're we're being negligent. We're being negligent, and uh, people are getting hurt and killed because of it. The most innocent people, children, who can't defend themselves. They're just living in the world that we provide them. The children are just here to experience the world that has been left for them. Are you proud of what you've done? Is the media like I said, they're evil. They'll just they'll find a way to justify anything. Anything makes sense if you could just spin it the right way. You're not evil. You're just you're just not seeing it the right way. You know, you're just not you just don't get it. So, like how an uh, alleged a gang rape shocks Italy and provides fodder for ascendant far right. That's the headline. Italy has been shaken by the alleged gang rape of a 13-year-old girl in front of her boyfriend in a public park. The latest in a string of sexual attacks across the country. Across Europe, France, Spain, Germany. It's been happening. England. You might want to look into that. The case is reminiscent of two alleged gang rapes last summer. Oh, so it's a regular thing. Weeks later, nine young men were arrested. Nine young men, huh? CNN approached the suspect's lawyers. Um, said their clients denied involvement, while the others would not commit. Would not comment because their clients are minors. Oh, lovely. Their case was soon seized upon as evidence that migrants should be blocked from entering the country. Also, oh, this is the story. Migration is blamed. Migration. So, so we've changed this. The story starts with. Remember, or are you just watching sports ball? Because this isn't real, right? It's just on TV, so this didn't actually happen. You can pretend that. I know lots of people love to do that, you fucking cowards. It was real to them. Maybe it'll be your family next. Maybe then you'll care. Maybe you'll care. When it's your kid or your sister or your mom or, you know, maybe your dad gets murdered in the street for no reason. Just because. Maybe you'll care then. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll say it's generational trauma. Maybe you'll say it's, uh, you know, hashtag refugees welcome and my dad wouldn't have wanted this to be used as a, a, a reason to hate and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but had you listened to those people, your dad would be alive. So you're literally saying you would, you're, you're willing to sacrifice your own family, your father, your children, your women on the altar of ideological political correctness. That's more important to you than the lives of your own people. You're disgusting. You're, you're very weak. You're being bullied around by an ideology to the point that you'll sacrifice your own friends and family to it rather than betray it. A, a system that, that, dis, that hates you and is killing you and you'll defend it even in the face of the slaughter of your own. That's, that's, some, that's some brainwashing, man. That's, that's some shit right there because... Gang rape of a 13-year-old. That's not the story, according to the media. The story says, it's going to provide fodder for the far right. That's what they're worried about. They're not worried about children being gang raped. They're worried about political points for their enemies. And they wonder, why is there an ascendant? Anything. Why? It's just poison, right? 
It's just that black tar thing. It's just dripping into their head. They get these ideas, and they're seeing these things, and they're having these online conversations, and for some reason, they're getting it into their head. That maybe mass migration is bad because all these migrants keep gang-raping children. They think that people are just spreading around these ideas and it's just taking the, that's how they literally perceive this because they don't understand this at all. They can't seem to understand that they're wrong and they're completely enslaved in a system of evil and they just see it like a cancer that's spreading. All these people are turning against them and turning against it and becoming Nazis, right? No, these are people just, they've had enough. They're noticing, they're, they're putting up, they're done putting up with it and uh, they're, they're coming back to, to sanity. And they, they've equated it to, oh, it must be some kind of dis- mind disease. We just have to stop people from saying the words, and then it'll go away. That's what they believe. They think if they silence everybody, we'll all just stop talking about it, and it'll be fine again. That's their fucking plan. That's a horrible plan, and that is definitely going to make everything worse. Much worse. It's unavoidably going to end in some kind of confrontation. Not that I want that to happen. I tried to avoid. I've been, you know, screaming to the rooftops for years now. Trying uh, to get more people uh, involved in thinking and talking about these things so it doesn't go completely to hell. So I mean I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I've, I'm I'm putting in work. I'm trying. But at the end of the day, I mean these this these are the sides. These are the different forces engaged in a tug of war. One side is horrified enraged and deeply motivated to fight to protect children from being raped and the other side is concerned with shutting those people up because if too many people hear about and see what happened and they're allowed to tell them what happened more people will turn against us and we'll lose power that's what they're worried about We're worried about protecting children. They're worried about losing power. Take the rest of the evening if you need to try and decide who's maybe awful and full of shit. But, uh, you know, hopefully by the morning, it should become a little clearer. Because, I mean, they just lie every day and... Just watch the sports ball. We're going to blow up kids all over the world using your tax money. But hey, Taylor Swift and his boyfriend. It is madness. Hellbilly's wife, thank you very much for that last one. Larry says, a tip for the white shirt, white tie. What is this, touched by an angel? 
I'm trying to mask my evil. I can't dress like the devil every day. You gotta keep him guessing. worth fighting for and there's more to life than eating cheese and cheering on millionaires kicking a ball boys come on let's go i think we made it out alive look at that thank you very much guys RagingDissident.com has all of my social media links to all of my platforms where you can find all of my nonsense and mental illnesses. There's also links to Substack, the Griff.shop, where you can get a, uh, well, a bribe. If you bribe us, we'll let you into our private community group chat where we plan terrorist attacks, uh, orgies. Uh, Philip is selling discount cocaine, but I think it's cut with, like, really harsh chemicals. So, you know, at your own risk. TheGriff.shop, RagingDistant.com. Thanks, guys. Six separate Tyrannus! Pro Patrick. No, Phil, no. It's no, it's not. There's no use for it. 
I don't want to see it. No, we went over this already. It's something that doesn't off. No, Phil. No. No, it doesn't get funnier. It gets more annoying. We can't backfill our military with this. I don't care if they're discount and they came for free, Phil. To do what? There's 16 guys on a motorcycle doing some kind of weird yoga. Look, this guy's spinning around like he's some kind of rotisserie chicken. This is useless for anything. It's distracting. Well, dude, I guess. So you just, you bought an entire division of Indian soldiers because you think it's a funny distraction? Well, I don't want to deal with them. Don't leave them on the, no, they can't live here, Phil. They can't live here. No, no. Get out, turn it off. Get out, get out. Get out. They're brewing the carpets. We never get the smell out. No! 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 